This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damien McDonald. How are you doing? We are well. We've, we are um, plenty of news to talk about. Bright today. and early for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a little early. It's uh, I probably woke up about ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, you know how like you, you set the alarm and you just kind of uh, roll over and you're like, all right, I gotta go. I got another ten minutes or fifteen minutes, and then you wake up in a panic. <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, I gotta get up. Um, that was me right there. Uh, but no, this and the reason why we're up uh, is well, not you're up. You've been up, but um, you know, what a, what a, what a, well, we got a lot to cover. We we don't have time to dilly dally or shit about. We've got so much to talk about, so many shows to review, so much news to talk about that was released last night um, in regards to the New Japan Cup. So uh, I mean, we can jump right into it if you want. Yeah, let's start with the hottest news story, which, of course, is this story about the microwavable crisps, <laughs> which we discussed earlier in the week. So in Japan, they've released these new crisps that you warm up in the microwave, and the gimmick being that it infuses the air with the delicious, hot, buttery smell of the crisps that you're about to eat. But apparently, they've been called from the shelves because they keep setting on fire, Damon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I need to get me a pack. I, I, I like eating dangerous foods. I'm... <laughs> I did. It makes it more exciting. Like I want to. Like when you go to Japan, have you ever had the um, the expensive sushi, the uh, the the blowfish with the poison that if it's prepared wrong, you die. Have you ever had that? No, I take my chances with microwavable crisps that might set on fire, but uh, poisonous blowfish. I think I draw the line there. All right. Well, I'm in on the crisps. I think we have uh, once these things get re released on the market. Well, here's the thing. If they get re-released on the market, will they will the dangerous element of the chip be removed? Then I don't want them. I hope not. I, I think that's part of the appeal, right. isn't it? Right. I don't know that if I go a few seconds over, then I might burn my house down. Yeah. Yeah. I need. I need. I need that danger. I need that element of uh, of intrigue and danger in my life with when I prepare my crisps. <laughs> so first, so that you warm them up. Um. And and there's some. You said it was something in the butter that that catches them aflame, or what's going on there? I don't know exactly what's causing it to uh, ignite. I assume it's just as with most things, if you leave it in the microwave for too long, it's going to catch fire. So, I guess the crisps themselves just go up in flames if you microwave them for too long. Hmm. I mean, anything that's like I don't, I can't imagine eating anything that would be somewhat flammable to be. <laughs> But to be healthy or good for you, or ah, cancer schmancer, you'll be fine. Have another. Yeah, I, I love burnt stuff like burnt toast, you know, stuff that's just been cooked a little bit too long. That's the tastiest part, isn't Ew, it? Ooh, no, now, now we're on the different. You really? When it goes all sort of caramelized in the pan, no? Uh, I mean, I don't like. I'll I'll be truthful. Well, because why wouldn't I be? Um. Appreciate your honesty there, Dan. <laughs> uh, I don't like burnt things. Like, I don't like charred things. I don't like things that have been on a grill too long. 
Like anything overcooked on a grill where it's just like burnt. I don't like that that taste. Do you? You like that taste? Oh, uh, I, I love a burnt sausage Ooh. where it's just all charred on the outside. Although that said, when I'm having a steak, it's got to be rare. People have their steak well done. Can't be trusted. I agree. They're animals. They're, they're, yeah. Why get a steak? Get, just eat a shoe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, listen, we're, 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 off, we're off course already here. Uh, what, what, what else we got? It's not like us, is it? Well, I know. Well, let's talk about something else, which is red hot, and that is the brackets for the New Japan Cup, Damon. It's the biggest New Japan Cup ever because instead of 16 entrants, we have 32, a whopping 32. They've doubled the field this year. So we're going to open up on the 8th of March with four matches, first-round matches. We've got Yuji Nagata versus Tomohiro Ishii, Honma against Taichi, Nakanishi versus Yoshihashi, and Juice versus Chase Owens. And then on the 9th, we've got Okada against Elgin. Mikey Nichols, newly signed, <coughs> excuse me, versus Hikuleo, the returning Hikuleo. Will Ospreay against Bad Luck Farley. And then Toa Hinari versus Lance Archer. Then on the 10th of March, we have huge match here. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shota Umino. Hiroshi Tenzan versus David Finley. Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. And Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Very exciting day there of matches. And on the 11th of March, we got Satoshi Kojima versus Minoru Suzuki. Hiroki Goto versus Sanada. Togi Makabe versus Colt Cabana. And then Toriano versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. So that's all shows are going to be shown with live English commentary. There were nine shows last year, so we've got 12 this year, but the cup itself is taking place over fewer days. And some things that are just jumping off the page to me. But before I get into those, Damon, just you give me your quick thoughts on, first of all, the expansion to 32 players and the field itself yeah. and the brackets. I, I, I'm i thrilled. You know, uh, to me, this makes New Japan Cup. I mean, and everybody was excited already because we knew what was what was on the line, right? The, the winner getting the title shot versus Jay White, Madison Square Garden. So already there was intrigue and interest probably more so than in just about any years since you know we've been doing a show uh it did it, it you know as as we like to say the buzz was buzzable this has added a uh, another level to that another layer one i love the fact love the fact that there are that we've doubled the field Right? Why? It makes it feel that the the tournament is that much more important. Like everybody, you know, in a kayfabe world, it's everyone wants to win that championship. The reason why thirty two people are now in it is because the demand is so high for these people to get in the tournament to get a shot. Love it. Two, I like the additions. Right. Uh, I I I think, and, I, and we'll talk about it in a second. I think uh, Kokabana is is a is a solid addition, a solid, not a great addition, a solid addition, right? Uh, Mikey Nick, uh, that fantastic news, and that that's kind of like one of those. You know, we talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago, where we you know we were saying, can, can I just jump in, yeah. David? Sorry for people who are not aware of who he is. You may know him as Nick Miller from. Uh, TM61 in NXT. Um, and prior to that, he was the tag team with Shane Hastes, uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK. Right, Noah. Um, that's that's one of those pickups where 
you know, we talked about they don't want necessarily a guy who's aged and and has ding maybe a bigger name, right? But they kind of want these 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 are the type of guys that I, I really see New Japan honing in on. I think it's a great pickup. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if later down the road you see you see the second half right? uh, sooner than later. So again, great great signing there, great addition to the New Japan Cup. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm thrilled for it. I, I I'm I, but listen, just on a personal note, I'm more excited for it than I have been in years. Um, even though there was always uh, an importance to it and a, and a relevancy in the calendar year for New Japan, I think this time they hit the ball out of the park by expanding it. Uh, the names that they have in, and, and again, everybody's in it. You know what I mean? Everyone's in it, and you know the first round. Just even when it was sixteen, you knew you always had surprises. You always had first round upsets, um, and I think you'll have more than a few first round upsets um, this year. Yeah, I totally agree. On it's one of these things where I like to do the fantasy booking and do my picks, but I'm always wrong. I'm terrible at picking these sorts of things, and I I like that. I like that it's unpredictable. So if you notice here that Yujiro Takashi's got an eye injury, which is why he's not taking part. This is also Homer's first singles match since his return from injury, and according to Rocky Romero, Mikey Nichols is going to be joining Chaos. I know you love the factions, Damon, because if you go back in history, it was Toriyano who brought over TMDK and Marafuji for Wrestle Kingdom 9 against Suzuki-gun. So there's that long-term storytelling that we all love. Now, other things that are jumping off the page, two matches in this first round. First is Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. Now, that's a huge match to have in the first round. That was a match that took place in the G1, and a lot of people had it in their top 10 for match of the year. I think it was an underrated match because it was following, I believe it was that excellent match between Kenny Omega and... Tomohiro Ishii. So a lot of people overlook that one, but they have excellent chemistry together. They always go out and try and kill each other. So it's not unfair to have high expectations for this one. Now, it does beg the question, what are the implications for the Intercontinental title? Because there's some speculation that Ibushi wins, so he's got a win over Naito, and then at a later date could challenge for the Intercontinental title. Some people have said we think we might be seeing that at Madison Square Garden, but it could also be for that Sengoku Lord show, the new show that's been added in May, because from what I understand, that's supposed to be quite a big one. So I think Ibushi versus Naito for the IC title would be uh, a worthy match, maybe even a headliner for that show. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you kind of kill two birds with one stone in the sense of one guy goes on to, to further in the tournament to, you know, help build matches in, in in when it comes to the New Japan Cup and, and Madison Square Garden, but uh, in 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 the second breath, you if say Abushi wins, you you've set yourself up with a challenger uh, rather quickly, right? So one, you know, it's it's it's, it's a three pronged attack here. One, you got yourself a, a solid, more than a solid. You you've got yourself a great on, on paper anyway, and and what has been proven in the past, a great first round match. Two, uh, if if Abushi wins, yeah, just like you said, you set up challengers for the Intercontinental title. And again, great match, uh, great singles match for a title on any one of those shows that you mentioned. Um, and if and if Naito wins, it helps further that story arc of, hey, 
I want to be the guy to to carry two titles at the same time. So, yeah, that 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 w- one match, uh, and I think it's what on the second night or the third night is it uh, of, of the first round matches. You know, that's that's intrigue right there. That's exactly what we're looking for. So, uh, yeah, no, no no complaints there um, because once again, even even with the matches being announced, you could go a million different ways with it. Right, and and there's bonuses and benefits in in each scenario. So again, super win that right there. What's the second? What's the second one? The second one is on the same day, and that's an absolutely stacked day of first round matches. So, well, one which you know you might hand wave is Tenzan against Finley. So yeah, we have got Ibushi versus Naito. We have got Evil versus Zack Sabre Junior rematch, and again for a first rounds, those are two big names going there. But the one that's jumping off the page for me, I said that a few times, is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shota Umino. I think that is huge. The fact that he is the only young line that's been put into this cup, I think, is not an accident, and it's not an accident that. If they've put him with Tanahashi. Now, to me, this just screams past ace versus future ace. Now, I don't think Shota's going to win, but it will be the perfect match where he really tests Tanahashi, puts in a brilliant showing, loses, but then leaves an impression in everyone's mind before he goes off on excursion. I think this could be the perfect pre-excursion match for Shota Umino. Yeah, a lot of times they'll they'll have that marquee singles matchup before they go. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I can't imagine a win occurring here uh, in, in a what would be a monumental upset. Although, although saying that you know out loud, wow, what a what an absolute moment that would be, um, and an instant star you've made. You've instantly taken a young lion minus an excursion to to great heights. Uh, they won't do that though. I can't imagine them doing it but boy just think t- again just saying it out loud does make it a little bit more exciting doesn't it uh yeah this is be a showcase match this will be a uh an a a you know here's 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 our young lion who is ready to take the next step and the, and and he's ready right i don't think there's any any doubts about that i don't I don't think anybody would is 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 thinking they should pump the brakes there. Uh, and he's ready for excursion. Doesn't it feel like the kind of match where five or, or ten years, however many years down the line, right before Shota Umino is due to main event of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. when they do the little video package, they're going to show footage from that match. The time when he pushed Tanahashi to the limit, almost won, but just fell short. Yeah. It's just the kind of thing you can see them going back to again and again and again when they're telling the story of Shota Umino. Yeah, yeah. This will be video package montage uh, for the rest of his career. Right. This is exactly what that is. Um, yeah, I mean, and and just like you said, he's ready for excursion. So I think I, I would not be surprised if uh, we hear some rumbling, something relatively soon when it comes to to that um where that will be i don't know we, we you know we can ask but it, it feels like that that time is now um and this match is a marquee matchup for him to kind of you know put that feather in his cap and then and then move on we'll have a full preview for you near the time but just quick takes damon who would you see going let's let's say semi-finals finals and then your winner for this new japan cup 
I'll tell you what, it, it's the the one monkey wrench that I had was was Naito and and Ibushi. Um, because I kind of had them pigeonholed to be either in the finals or or damn close to the finals, and one of those two winning. Um, I would think Tanahashi's got to be in that mix, right? I, 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 who's Okada got in the first round? Let's go through the brackets then, Damon. You can, we can give our predictions for who we think is going to advance to the next round. So first of all, we've got Yuji Nagata against Tomohiro Ishii in the match that was supposed to happen at New Beginning in USA, but didn't. So Nagata Ishii, who have you got? I would, I would, I'm thinking Ishii, right? I, I know a lot of people have him... And every year, it's it's you know Ishii's going to win a tournament. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say he gets past the first round. Yes, uh, I'll take him. Okay, so then next one would be Honma against Taichi. Well, yeah, I think you got to go Taichi, right? Right, Honma's not going to he's not going to do three yes. matches, right? I don't think he's in any physical condition to do you know two or three matches. Uh, tai Chi's more of a focus. He moves on. So he would take on the winner of Nagata and Ishii, right? Okay. So that would be the second round potential match of Ishii and Tai Chi. Okay. What else we got? Then we'll have Yoshihashi against Juice Robinson. No, we would have Nakanishi, right? Nakanishi Yoshihashi, right? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Yeah, Nakanishi against Yoshihashi. So Nakanishi Yoshihashi in the next block. Uh, Nakanishi Yoshihashi, I would say Yoshihashi. And then we've got Juice Robinson against Chase Owens. I like this match, right? This match seems to, it kind of yells to me and screams to me like uh, Chase getting an upset and then we have ourselves a U.S. uh, title shot, right? Especially with Chase. That hurts Juice. I don't think it hurt. I mean, Juice has got the U.S. title. He's got to worry about. He's got. The, he's got to. He's got to. You know, take care of that. Um, I don't think it hurts Juice. You know, somebody's got to lose, and we're going to set up uh, contenders. I, I think. I think that's. This is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to go Chase on this. I'm going Chase. Mm, okay, a very hot take there. Then Okada against Elgin. You would think Okada, right? Elgin coming back from you think Elgin so. coming back from injury, um, who I believe nothing confirmed. I believe he signed another two year deal. I believe he signed another two year deal. Uh, I can get that confirmed, I'm sure, but um, I believe another two year deal for Elgin. Um, yeah, we think Okada, right? That that that, that screams to me. Okay, and then uh, it's uh, what else? Then the- Mikey Nichols against Hikuleo. What do you think on that one? That one's a... Yeah, that's a, a tricky one, isn't it? Because, I don't know. Hikuleo is obviously far less experienced, but he has been with the company for longer, right. and he might be the sort of guy you want to establish as, you know, the muscle of the Bullet Club if you are trying to phase out a bad luck Farley sooner or later. So that, to me, is really, really tough. And especially if you're looking in the next rounds they're facing the possibility of, or the likelihoods of facing Okada. I think maybe go with Mikey Nichols there. Safer hand. I, I agree too. 
I, I mean, I think that would be that second round match is going to be good, <laughs> right? <laughs> Shit, if, if that 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 if that does pan out the way that we we have it mapped out, that's that second round match is going to be pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I'll go that route as well. Okay, and then we've got Will Ospreay against Bad Luck Farley. It's got to be an Osprey win, right? To show that he's now truly part of the heavyweight division. I don't know. I don't think you can count Fale out here. That, I mean, I, 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 I appreciate that narrative of... And again, if, when, when you talk about these Honor Rising shows and, and Will Ospreay and getting, and getting wins against guys that, you know, traditionally size mattered... Right, uh, that would that would definitely put a stamp on that that idea of Will Osprey beating you know not only heavyweights but super heavyweights and and monsters. Uh, hmm. But then you got to take into consideration the traditional way that they treat monsters, big guys. And if you do do that, Joel, well, you got another side. You got another side there. So I was about to say, who else in Bullet Club moves on? But you do have a lot of uh, possibilities here. But but the other bracket doesn't have a lot of Bullet Club. I, I suppose you could go with a story that, okay, so Will's beaten a lot of heavyweights so far. He's beaten... Taichi, he's beaten Ibushi, he's pinned uh, Lance Art, no, uh, David Boy Smith Jr., he's pinned uh, Jeff Cobb, he's pinned Dalton Castle, but maybe you could say, okay, Farley was the bridge too far for early on in his nascent heavyweight career. So, yeah, I could see that one going either way, but the uh, Super J cast branded gun to your head, who are you picking? Osprey's got the never title, sets up challenges. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow. I suppose it's the nature of the beast that you can't have all the big stars, the, ex- the exciting wrestlers going through. You're going to have to have some people fall in at the first hurdle. So that one will make sense to me. And then we've got Hinare against Lance Archer. It's got to be a Lance Archer win. So. But then, you know, if it's someone going, well, Hinare going through to face Farley. Now, that'll be interesting. That That could be the kind of result that would really give Hinare a much needed boost if he manages to you know sneak a pinfall against the big man Lance Archer and then go on to face Farley I'd be into that you would think Lance and Davey Boy would have some type of presence on Madison Square Garden show I wouldn't be surprised on like like a Suzuki six-man tag or eight-man tag or something along those lines right um yeah I mean if we're looking for best case scenarios for guys Hinari getting the win and then taking on Fale, who, again, let's remember back a, a couple months ago when it was Fale who destroyed Hanare, uh in one match at least, right? Uh, and then a follow-up a week later, right? Wasn't, maybe it wasn't a, a destroy, but, you know, still, maybe Hanare finally gets his revenge. So, uh, yeah, if we're looking at best-case scenarios for people, that might be the way you want to go. Uh, you you want to pick an upset here? Are you going upset, uh, Hanari over Lance? 
yeah, I think there's more upside in that as a result than Lance getting a, an expected victory. And I think Farley against Hinari is a match that would raise a few eyebrows in I the agree. next round. Let's, let's do that. All right. All right. That's, that takes care of one side of the wall. What do we, what do we got uh, on the other side to lead us off? Uh, well, I can see it. It's uh, Tanahashi and Umino. And uh, again, we talked yeah, about that. You, you, I mean, we discussed that one already. It's yep. got to be Tanahashi, yep, right? Yep. Okay, and then Tenzan against Findlay. Again, I can't see Tenzan having more than one singles match. So just by uh, the physical nature of it. Uh, then again, you know, Findlay's got a dislocated mm-hmm. shoulder. But he, he seems to be okay. Seems to be okay from what he's posted on social media. But I, I pick Findlay. Yeah, though. right. I mean, the, the idea of Tenzan doing anything other than one singles match is I don't I don't want I don't want that <laughs> just for the just for the fact that he physically has to do it not even just for my viewing pleasure uh and again it's about time we do something with David right about time Finley gets gets a, a little taste and I think a first round win is is a good start again he t- the winner of this match takes on Tanahashi um which again leads Look, I mean, Tana beats a, a young lion, then beats, you know, a a guy, a, let's be honest here, a, a mid-card guy, right? Tana's got a little bit of an easy, um, e- let's put it this way, an easier route to getting deep in the tournament, right? Tana might be a good pick for New Japan Cup winner. So, uh, yeah, Tenzan... Uh, one and done. Finley moves on. Okay, next would be Ibushi against Naito. As I've already explained, I think Ibushi's going to get a win here. And then Evil against Zack Sabre Jr. That one's trickier to pick because Zack did have quite a few wins over Evil and then Evil got one back at the the New Beginning show. So it's kind of 50-50 to me. I I guess it comes down to who you would see most likely to face Ibushi in the next round. I, I really don't know. Evil against Ibushi would be good, and Zack versus Ibushi. They've got great chemistry. So, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah, me too. Um, I th- And that would be another big, big surprise to have Zack as last year's winner getting knocked out in the first round by Evil, someone who's traditionally struggled against Zack. And that will be a big feather in Evil's cap, especially coming off the back of losing those tag titles. So you know what? I'm going to say Evil. I'm going to go Zack because I think the idea of an Ibushi Zack match deep in the in the uh, deep in the bracket or deeper that would be a second round match, wouldn't it? It'd be a, it'd be a, that would be a second round match on the 16th of March. That 16th of March is going to be a pretty nice fucking show. Um. I'm gonna go Zach to just to give me a that that'd give me an Abushi Zach match on the on the sixteenth, and I'll take that every day of the fucking week. So uh alright. and and but yeah, you could go either way. There's benefits to, to going either way. Um hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Zach Zach Abushi on the sixteenth. Then you got Maccabe against Colt Cabana. So you think Maccabe being a relatively big star an established name of the company and Cabana being a new guy that Maccabi would pick up the win here. But I'm just looking at the next bracket along, which is Yano and David Boy Smith. And I just want to see that uh, Cabana against Yano singles match. So that gives me pause, but I'm going to go with Maccabi. 
You would think, right? You would think that would be the way. And I and 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 maybe they do that just to tease us with that that comedy gold of Yano and, and Cabana. Uh I'm gonna go completely different. And I'm gonna go Makabe beating Cabana on the eleventh. And Yan or and, and Davy Boy Smith beating Yano on the eleventh to eliminate both. Um and then we'll get Makabe Smith on the seventeenth. I think that's the way we'll go. I was going to go exactly the same. We did have Yano against Smith in last year's first round, and Yano picked up the win. But I think Davy Boy Smith was just looking absolutely fantastic during that Isaka retirement show. I know he was gassed up. He was like bright purple. He was tossing Will Ospreay around like a lunatic. So I would use this opportunity to give Davy Boy a bit of a run here. So yeah, I would also pick Davy Boy Smith over Yano. And then we got, uh, this is an interesting one, Kojima against Suzuki. Yeah, that is an interesting one. That's a, that's a nice old school style battle right there. Uh, you haven't seen Kojima in, in too many singles matches lately against Suzuki. Huh. I mean, you would think Suzuki's got this one won, but I'm just thinking from a match perspective, like what, what to expect in that. That's that 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 is a perfect example of getting the tap on the shoulder and having to go. I mean, keep in mind these first round matches. I mean, what do you think a time limit on these things are? You got four singles matches, which is really nice. You know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm not completing a thought here. One, four singles matches a night, and even though they're only going to get about you know ten, maybe the main event gets goes a little bit longer. You know, maybe fifteen minutes uh, or so. You're getting four singles matches a night. Oh, this is going to be really fucking great. Uh, all right, so let's, let's get back on track here. Uh, yeah, let's say uh, let's say Suzuki moves on. So uh, on on the uh, 16th, Suzuki over uh, Kojima. And then we've got another one, which I find really difficult to pick, which is Goto against Sanada, because I think they both really need a win yeah, here. They both do. And... I do, again, I'm 50-50 on this one. I guess it would just be who would make more sense in a match against Suzuki. I would love to see Goto and Suzuki go at it again because they had a brilliant match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom just over a year ago. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Mm. But you're right. Oh, and, and Sanada and Suzuki have just come off the back of a match as well at New Beginning. You think So you're thinking Goto? You think Sanada could, could, could be popped in the first round? I just think it would be really damaging for Goto to go out in the first round. I think that's the kind of thing Sanada could recover from, but it's the kind of thing that would give Goto a boost and help him get back on track as a solid mid Who needs it more, Goto? Yeah. Who can afford a loss more, Sanada? Yeah. Whose career trajectory... <laughs> Fuck, I can't pronounce words... Uh, it feels to me Goto's on the way down. And Goto might as well just take the loss because he's not... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just just path-wise. And where, where will we be in 2020? 
Do you see Goto doing anything special in 2019? No, but I think he's someone who you could use as the occasional challenger for a single. I think title. that was his, that's been his role since 2017. I, I he can still go though; he can still put on really good matches. So I don't know if you want to start um, shelving him that early over Sonata, who everyone and their mother every year. Wow, this is the year for Sonata. Ah, this is the year for Sonata. Okay. They just, I mean, not to, you know, they're, they're free. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're able to do other things now. Uh, is, is this a year that, that you, I, I think you have to go Sonata. I really do. Okay. Yeah, you, you've won me over. Let's go All right. Sonata. All right. I, I think you do. Right? I, I just don't think you do. And this is not a knock on Goto by any stretch of the imagination. And it kind of is, but what are you going to do? Look, I just got to be honest and 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 give give you what I see. I I just don't see. What do you do with Goto? In 2019, what are you doing with Goto? Goto Goto is is there at this point to lie down until you find something for him. Put him in a tag team with okay. Ishii. Right, we've been saying that for twenty years now. <laughs> right, never. Yeah, right. not going to happen. All right, so we got Sonata in the second round uh, to take Suzuki on the seventeenth. All right, so all right, we're not going to do all the right, whole. So we're going through to our second yeah, round I mean, then. No, you, you, we're going to stop there. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's going to take us quite a while. If all right, we're going to be here thing. forever. We, let's stop there, and then and then we'll see how we do in the first. Save round. it for next week. Yeah, absolutely. We pick it up next week. We'll see where we stand with with this. Um, I mean the eighth. We'll have a show under our, another show under our belt, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but but but. But I, I would never say no to the uh, Damon of all people saying he wants to do a bit of fantasy book. Well, I mean, stuff. look for a tournament. I love. I, I like this. Like this is the kind of shit. Like who who's gonna join Kaya? You know, that's the stuff that's just like uh, who knows, right? But when when you have the brackets right in front of you. This this kind of gets the sports guy in me, you know what I mean? Like I I don't like I don't. You must. Yeah, madness. I don't really watch a lot of college basketball, but this is what this is, right? This is when you when you do your Crockett Cup tournament, you know? Like like this this turns me on. I love this. This gets me fucking fired up. I love this shit. Um, I could talk about this fucking stuff all day, but I'm telling you what, I, it's got me fired up. New Japan Cup's got me fired up this year. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this. This is going to be fun. And here's another thing too. This is this is a little taste. This is just a small taste. Imagine G1. Imagine what G1 is going to be like, Joel. Do you think they're going to expand that? I mean, uh, right? I mean, if we're putting 32 in for the fucking New Japan Cup, where? I wouldn't. I, I think you've got to keep it 20 to preserve the integrity of the G1. The New Japan Cup is fine. Just, you know, add an extra few matches to the first round. But G1, I like the idea of that being the 20 best guy. So I would say now, I mean, my opinion might change, but now I would say you've got to stick with 20. I want to know, these are the 20 best singles wrestlers in the All right, company. cut 10 from this list. Okay, uh, let's go back to it then. Nagata, okay. Honma, okay. Nakanishi, 
Chase. Chase does not make the cut for G1. Mikey Nichols. No. Mikey Hikuleo. I want to cut Farley, but he'll probably still Farley's be in there. Hinare and Archer, both gone. Shota, I assume he'll be on excursion by then. Tenzan's gone. That's already 10. Finley, there's 11. Finley does not make it. Mm. No, Cabana, that's 12. Davy Boy, I want Davy Boy in there, actually, if he continues to impress. Kojima, I don't know if I... He kind of deserves that final run. He hasn't had that G1 swung song that the other New Japan dads mm-hmm. have received. But yeah, there's quite a few names I've thrown at you there. There are a few. Listen, you're a tough grader. Tai Chi making G1? Of course. I think he's earned it. Elgin? Elgin in. Definitely, yeah. Hasn't done much this year. I know. He's been hurt. All right, so that's that. All right, uh, anything else on New Japan? I've got got one more question, right? One more question, okay. You know, every week, New Japan release a free match on yes. YouTube. This is the match they put on this week. And you tell me, do you think there's any significance to this choice? It is Kazuchika Okada against Kota Ibushi from March 2014. Could that be a little tap tip towards a New Japan Cup final? Could very well be. Could very well be. Uh it's an interesting, yeah, interesting choice. choice indeed indeed and if you notice if you look at those brackets they're on separate sides of the wall right the only thing that would give me pause for that is i think that's a money match i think that's a protected match and i don't think that's something you necessarily want to burn on a new japan cup final where the attraction is the final itself and that title shot at msg so that show, I don't know if it's sold it's out not. already, but I'm sure it will sell out just because it's... No, no? It's, it's, I, I believe it's not. The mm. Tokyo shows are sold out. I don't... The finals is in... Um, where is it at? Um, oh, boy, I saw it. Uh, Nigata, is it called? Um, not Yuji Nigata. Um, it's not sold out. Because we were talking about that uh, yesterday on... Uh, on the Slack channel, or, or not? Not the. Uh, You're right. On the voices yes. of wrestling. Slack yeah, it channel. is. Niigata, Niigata. I don't know how to pronounce that. The right. double eyes, but yes. So still tickets going for that. So you think they might need to put on two big names going off against each other in a fresh match to sell that? I mean, what's the capacity of that venue? You'd have to look that up. The, it's. I think you do it. I, th- I think that's that's. I mean, here's the thing. Again, I think even as the 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 tourney moves on, and I think even with the brackets being announced, I think that will help move those. It's not like the tickets are struggling, mind you. It's not like you know we're we're you know half empty. It's not the case. But from what we understood, there were still tickets available. Um, and you know, the idea of an Okada Ibushi final is certainly something sexy enough that will help push that over the edge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's... And I know that there was, there's always been that, that rumbling of Okada challenging. And, and there has been talk about him taking that title back, right? I mean, nothing official talk, but just, you know, 
talk amongst fans, right? I think it's much too early to even talk about any type of title change, um, even though it's Madison Square Garden, and even though um, it's an, an important show. I don't think you change a title there, not yet. Um, but there, you know, Okada. Uh, no, let's put it this way: an Okada J White main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Madison Square Garden. Is that sexy enough for you? For me, yeah, because I loved yeah. the first match. I think that's a sexy main event. It's a sexy main event. I'm just looking up attendances here on Cage Match. It looks like it's just over 3,000. Surely. Yeah, they could do that. You, you think they'd be able to sell that out without having to put Ibushi Okada on there? I really think Ibushi Okada is something that they'd, they'd be saving, you know, even for Tokyo Dome. I do too. It, it's something they've been staying away from it. I mean, the last time we got it was the Tiger Mask double match at the anniversary show in 2017. Hmm. What's the final then? Give me, give me, give me just a quick glance at the, uh, at the brackets. What, what's the final? What do, Cause here's the thing. I really think that also there is something to be said about let, let's, let's, you, you, you could make a star here. You could, you could help somebody to the next level of their career. And put them in the finals. Um, okay, I, I've yeah. got one for you. Ibushi against Ishii. They had an absolute banger in the G1. So it's a match that is almost guaranteed to deliver mm-hmm. quality. That would mean you'd have to have Ishii beating Okada in the semifinals. But again, they had a brilliant match at the G1 in 2016, yep. I want yep. to say. Which yep. Ishii won. Never got a rematch. So, yep. Give Ishii a little one. All right, let's do it. Let's do it easier. Who's getting out of that? Who's getting out of the left bracket? Bracket A, we'll call it. Who's getting out of that? Oh, we're going back to the brackets, David. I love it. You I can't, can't stay away. I love the brackets. I love. I love brackets. Give me a bracket. Who's Who's getting out of that block? Okay. Well. The way we've booked it, next round would be Ishii against Taichi. I say Ishii wins that. Then we got Yoshihashi against Chase. Yoshihashi wins that. Then you got Ishii against Yoshihashi as a uh, quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Ishii wins. And then, yeah, then he's through to the semis, which I would have against Okada. So Okada beats Mikey Nichols. Fale beats Hanare. Okada beats Fale again in a rematch. Then. Ishii beats Okada in the semi. So the people that Okada would potentially have to get through, and again, we're not saying who wins first rounds and all, but we're just saying the people that Okada would have to get through would be Michael Elgin, um, Mikey Nichols, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Osprey, Fale, Hinare, Archer, and uh, Hikileo. Okada's getting past all those, right? Yeah, I would think so. I don't think there's anyone there who would, would st- I would book to beat Okada. Right. And then so... No one's on that level yet. Yeah, so then Ishii has to get through Honma, Nagata, Taichi, Nakanishi, Yoshihashi, Juice, Chase. That's... that's I could see that, right? So that... which And, and uh, Ishii got knocked out in the first round last year by Elgin. Right. So in that in that block final, Okada Ishii. Okay. Yeah. 
And I'm saying Ishii wins again. Then in the other, the, I think the B block is tough. Tanahashi, Umino, Tenzan, Finley, Abushi, Naito, Evil, Zack. Which name there gets it? So I've got Tanahashi versus Finley in the next round. Tanahashi wins. Ibushi against, you've said Zack. Yeah. I'm saying Evil. So I say Ibushi wins that. Then we've got a quarterfinal Tanahashi against Ibushi. Again, maybe that's too sexy for a quarterfinal of a New Japan Cup. But yeah, I'm saying Ibushi makes his way through to the semi-finals there. And then I've got Makabe against Smith. I'm going Smith taking that. I want to give him a bit of a push. Then Suzuki Sanada. Sanada wins that. Then Sanada against Davy Boy Smith. Sanada finally beats... Well, I say finally. Sanada beats the big man. Then we've got Sanada against Ibushi in the other semi-final where Ibushi wins. Yeah. Yeah, just looking at the way that the brackets are laid out and the names that people have to go through. And again, we know that they're going to be upsets. We know that they're going to be um, first-round shockers. There always are. But just looking at the names of them getting through, yeah, I think you're on you're on the right path there. So again, you're looking at a fi- You're still looking at a final of Okada Ibushi, right? No, I'm going. Oh, Ishii. 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 That's right. That's right. That's right. Because you want to save Okada. Yeah. So Bushi's challenging Jay Way for the title? Yeah, it could be either, actually. I think I would go with Ibushi because I think Ibushi can give Jay White that sexy, exciting match that some of his critics have been saying that he has lacked. He would provide those exciting, dangerous spots in the middle of the match that you, I think, quite rightly pointed out the other week that Jay White matches mm. are missing. So, again, that said, I think Ishii versus Jay White would also be a terrific match, but I think that is not big enough or sexy enough for I MSG. Agree. So MSG, I would say Ibushi, Jay White. I think Jay White wins, but Ibushi gives him the sexy match. That's a sexy matchup. That's a, that's a, that's a buzzworthy main event for Madison Square Garden. Jay... You put Jay White in yeah. there. You could put Jay White Okada in there, and it, that would be sexy. Abushi, that's a sexy one too. Um, okay, so there you go. There we go. So we're saying Kota Abushi's our winner for the New Japan Cup. I As think of right so. Now, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything else New Japan Cup wise, Joel? No. Shall we move on to the anniversary card? All right, so here we have taking place on Wednesday, March the 6th. So this is a few days before the New Japan Cup kicks off in Tokyo, the Otter City General Gymnasium. First match, we've got a 10-man tag. Ren Narita, Shota Umino, Ayato Yoshida, Toriyano, Togi Makabe against Bullet Club team of Hikuleo, Chase Owens, Tangaloa, Tamatonga and Bad Luck Farley. Second match, we've got Toe Hinare and Yuji Nagata versus Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii. Third match, another 10-man tag. We've got Dragon Lee making his return. So we've got Dragon Lee, Ryusuke Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Tomaki Honma, and Satoshi Kojima against the Suzuki-gun team, Takamichinoku, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taichi, and Minoru Suzuki. Fourth match, we've got IWGP Junior Tag Championship with challengers Sho and Yo taking on the champions Shingo and Bushi. Fifth match, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Jushin Thunder Liger, the challenger taking on Taiji Ishimori. Sixth match, we have a six-man tag match. We've got Hiroki Goto, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sanada, Evil and Tetsuya Naito. 
And the main event, special singles match, no titles on the line. We have the never openweight champion, Will Ospreay, taking on the IWGP heavyweight champion, Jay White. Well, just one question I've got here for you. Do you think, had Kenny Omega stayed, this match would have been Kenny Omega against Will Ospreay? Quite possibly, right? Uh, I mean, the, oh, it's always been that talk of Jay White just being put in the same, not maybe not the same scenarios, but uh, a similar scenario to that of Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that if that were the case here. And because there were little moments in that that tag match they had at the turn of the year where it was Golden Lovers against Osprey and Tanahashi. Some really quite tantalizing face-offs between Osprey and Kenny Omega, which whets quite a few people's appetite, mine along. So mm-hmm. who knows what could that, have been. What, what's jumping off the page for you Well, there? the Jay White, uh, Will Osprey, I saw at uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. It was a Ring of Honor show. They're, they're, um, what's it? World yeah. of Worlds. Excellent match, really. Definitely, I think it's up on YouTube. Definitely worth going out of your way to watch. Yeah, I, that and that I, to me that was probably match of the night. Um, and that was years ago, right? That was a, at least a good two or three years ago. It feels like, right? So we know that's going to be good. We know that's going to be solid. No worries about that not being great. Liger Ishimori, we got we got a little bit more excitement there, right? With uh, some of these Ring of Honor, the you know, Honor Rising shows, uh, and again, it's the tap on the shoulder for Liger as he goes out there to cut to uh, give his yearly above average, good, good to you know to very good match, and he's in there with a stud, right? He's in there with a guy who can can fucking go. So all the the crazy shit and all the heavy lifting, you can you can assume that Ishimori is going to take care of. So I expect that to be at least very good. I, I actually have a pretty high expectation mark on that, um, and I think people are pumped for it too. I think the show is going to be good. I think the, I think there are, that's a fun lineup. I like the return of Dragon Lee. That's for sure. I think that that that'll be a fun multi-man tag tag match. No, I like it. I think I think that's a solid show, right? I, I got no complaints with this one, right? Yeah, I think it's very appropriate for an anniversary show. We've got what could be a sexy Jay White match. Definitely got the right opponent, and I'm excited about that junior tag title match as well. I like the way that they've kind of untangled this three-way mess that they had going on with Kanemaru Desperado, Shonyo and Shingo and Bushi. And we're starting to see that settle down and we're going to see the cream rising to the top. So I'm excited for that one. I always enjoy having a two-on-two junior tag title match. And I think we don't see them often enough no, these days. I think you're right. You know what? That, that That's a match that f- fell just a smidge under my radar. That's going to be great. Are you kidding me? That's going to be that's gonna be a really fucking good match. Uh... And a show. This lineup's not bad. And when is this show? Give me, give me the date again. March. Uh, this is going to be Wednesday, okay. March the sixth. So we could, I mean, we could do a more in-depth preview in our. Yeah, next I think show. we will. 
That, that, that's a sexy lineup right there. I like that. March is going to be a hell of a fucking month. Let me tell you something. Between the cup and this, this is going to be a, a hell of a month. And, and, and you know, you figure you got some Road 2 shows, some build-up shows for, for the Garden that will be later in the month. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to say people will hand wave the undercards on the New Japan Cup shows, but I think you might see some breadcrumbs being left there for possible MSG. Oh, yes. Yeah. Without question. I mean, I know that we're starting to get that now, and we got a few of those with, with the Honor Rising shows, but yeah. I mean, I don't think anything's skippable. I really don't. I don't think anything's skippable, uh, especially when it comes to the New Japan Cup shows. Um, foundations will be laid. Uh, matches will be decided. And, and you know, most importantly, New Japan Cup. Okay, now you did touch on breadcrumbs being left to set up some inter-promotional matches between New Japan and Ring of Honor for the Madison Square Garden show. So let's get into these Honor Rising shows. Um, Damon, why do you hate Ring of Honor so much? <laughs> uh, you sent me that, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because... I didn't send you that. Yeah, you did. It's... It wasn't. You said it was... Well, Eric sent it to Eric, me first. You? Yeah, Eric sent it to me first because, you know... Because the way he's described it is, I could just see you. I, I could just hear your voice in my head talking about. He said, but then you sent it to me. Um, I don't hate Ringo. I don't I know did where not send anybody. It to gets- you. I, I'm going to go back and chat. It's, it's my job as a social media manager to protect you, you from things like this. Yeah, you? that's that's true. Oh look, but I told you. I said I'll dress it on the show. I got no problem with it. First of all, let's get one thing perfectly fucking clear here. I don't hate Ring of Honor. Trust me. Uh, there's plenty of things I hate in this world. Ring of Honor is not on the list. Uh, so I think hate is a strong word. Don't hate. Am I uh, apathetic? I, I don't even think that. Here's my biggest problem that I have right now when it comes to Ring of Honor. I live... Five seconds away from 2300 Arena. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding you when it's maybe two rights go over the bridge, and then the next thing you know, I'm in, I'm in South Philadelphia, and I make two more rights, and I'm at the fucking arena. I don't want to see Ring of Honor on a New Japan show at Madison Square Garden. Why? Because I can see them all the time. Do you know how many Jay Lethal matches I've seen? And that's not saying they're not good. It's just I've, I'm, I want to see New Japan because I don't, I, can't, I don't have access to that all the time. I want this Madison Square Garden show to be special. I don't, I don't necessarily want to see uh, the kingdom. I don't necessarily want to see, not because I don't think they're great, I don't think they're great, <laughs> but they're, they're just not for me. I, I think they're – I mean, they're, I th- here's, don't say that I too know. loudly. TK Ryan might hear <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I – jeez. But you know what I mean? Like, like I don't – they're fu- They're fine. I, I, there's not a guy on that roster who I think stinks. There's not a guy who who I'm completely fucking saying they shouldn't be in a ring. No. Just I see him all the fucking time, Right? That's my biggest, and when I get that voice, that uh, that voice, you know, 
that's a lot of that is just me, to be truthful. Right? It's just sorry. It's, it's me being half empty. Um, not brain wise, but glass wise. It's like you've been eating the same food for a long time. You're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Again? Really? Exactly. It's not that you dislike it. You just say, give me something different. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Uh, 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 I, and I'll be truthful. I'll be truthful. Uh, you know, some of the stuff that, that Ring of Honor is currently doing doesn't have my full attention, doesn't have my full go gusto, right? But I go through that roster. There are guys on there that I absolutely love. Jeff Cobb, Grisham. Uh, I mean, Juice. And I've got an analogy. Go ahead. It's like someone's got a, a variety pack of Walker's Crisps, all the different flavors. Mm. And they say, oh, I'll bring some over to your house. And they bring them over and they brought the ready salted one, cheese and onion one, the beef flavor one. And you're like, oh, but where's, where's the salt and vinegar? Where's the prawn cocktail? Where's the pickled onion? Where's mm. the Worcester sauce? They've left all the exciting ones back home because they couldn't get pleasers <laughs> for those flavors in time. It's getting a bit stretched here. Oh, I like ready salted crisps, but they're not sexy. They don't right. excite me. Right. But I've I've had uh, it's the same for 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 years. Now again, they're they're going through a little rough patch, but I think they're making the most of the rough patch. Right. I like well. Let, let's let's end that that narrative. I don't hate Ring of Honor. I enjoy Ring of Honor. I've just seen a lot of Ring of Honor. And right now, for me, in my enjoyment, it's a little bit of a rough patch. They'll come out of it. I defend Ring of Honor all the time. I, I, I defend the guy, the, the, the guys that work there all the time. I don't know where this narrative came from. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's for this one show because they bitch and moan about seeing Ring of Honor guys on Madison Square Garden show. I'm sorry. I, I given the opportunity, and there was also the expectation. Like we thought we were going to be seeing. Well, some people thought they were going to be seeing the sexy new signings, you guys know, like Roosh or Bandido or uh, Tracy Williams, Mark Haskins. But they weren't able to do that in time, which is fair enough because obviously you need to get that paperwork done well in advance. But I think people were expecting those names, and then when they saw the names that came, they were a bit disappointed. Possibly, yes. Um, I think that's an absolute valid point. Look, uh, again, for this Madison Square Garden show, I don't, I'd, I'm sorry, I'd rather see a, a New Japan guy that maybe I've never saw before in the States uh, take the spot of, I don't know, Bubba Ray, right? Sorry, that's just, the because I can see Bubba Ray in Philly, in Baltimore, in you know, New York in whatever. And I've seen them 750,000 times. Maybe I'd like to see, oh, I don't know, Suzuki or Zach or I don't know, whomever. Even though Zach is you know, technically a new, you know, he has Ring of, or, you know, Ring of Honor uh, ties at this point. You get my point. You get my point. All right, is am I clear now, Joel? Does everybody get get this that I don't hate Ring of Honor? Is everybody okay now? Yes, I think you made yourself Thank perfectly you. clear with uh, a very eloquent defense. So let's get into these shows. We had uh, the black ropes, the black mat, the ROH turnbuckle pads, the aprons, everything, and we started off on Friday, February twenty second, in Karakuen Hall with 
a really good match between Marty Scar, who defeated Ren Narita in 11 minutes following a cross-faced chicken wing. I think Narita is ready for excursion now. He was hanging with Marty Scar, move for move. He's looking absolutely shredded. Honestly, I think this was Marty Scar's best match since that Kushida tournament final last year. The strength that Ren Narita showed in his neck when he was doing yeah. that neck bridging spot where Marty was bouncing up on top of him and kicking him, that was just spectacular. And I just continue to be impressed by not just Narita, but this whole class of young lines. But let's single out Ren Narita for praise. I think he's ready to go now. Um, and altogether, a really enjoyable match. I I just much rather enjoy seeing serious Marty Skull, the villain Marty Skull, rather than comedy dipshit Marty Skull, which is what he turns into sometimes when he's placed in a, a certain light with the elite. And I hope he doesn't end up going back to that because this Marty Skull... I'm into I'll it. I'll tell you what, what, what you just described, uh, you could uh, take out Marty's name and put in uh, a certain gentleman that, that has uh, moved on, it feels like. Because, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's, I feel the same way. What an opening match, right? That was, a, that was an opening match. And I thought, it, I don't think there was anything where, uh, it was risky, or or you were you were you know the the dangerous element of pro wrestling that I talk about that you know car crash does it, it, there was none of that. This was simple and and I they, I don't want to say basic, but uh, simple, and I mean that in a good way and and logical and uh, things made sense, but it was performed just just magically and and smoothly and i love singles matches with young lions against talented mid and upper mid card guys i absolutely fucking get a boner over them they are some of the most enjoyable things on a pro wrestling show than I that I can imagine. They're just fun matches. Sometimes they turn into just a brutalization of a young line, which is fun, right? Other times they're a little bit more competitive. Kind of like what we got here. And even when we saw uh Zach you know it, it, that those two matches on in, on this weekend loved absolutely loved now again I, you know, i'm not throwing snowflakes at, at at these things and saying that they're, they're you know they're worthy of match of the year by any stretch but to sit down and watch an opening match something like this i think some of the most enjoyable Joel, i'll tell you what the beginning of these shows, both these shows, both these Honor Rising shows, I guess the, in what we would consider the, st- the stuff before intermission, I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I probably enjoyed the beginning of the shows more than I liked the end of the shows, right? The stuff that closed out the shows. I really enjoyed this. I, I'm not going to say this is a must must watch. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But man, I really, 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 truly think that if you missed this, if you didn't watch this, if you fast forward it, just skipping it, don't go back and watch it. Because I, 
I, I can't recommend it enough. It's just good, solid pro wrestling. And, and, and I'll shoulder shrug it at that. Yeah, I in total agreement. And like you, I do really enjoy seeing young lines go one-on-one with established names. And it's the fact that it's so rare that makes you savour it all the more when it happens. So it was, again, great to see Marty showing his nasty, vindictive, sadistic side here. And also, I think, notable that Ren Narita, who is a young lion, let's not forget that, lasted 11 and a half minutes. You know, usually, young lions don't last five with someone like Marty Sko, who I think is being built to win the ROH title, probably at MSG. For Narita to hang with him for so long, great. Really good news and very impressive showing. I tell you what, what's going to be painful is the absence of uh, this the, the upper echelon crop of young lions from these shows. I think people are really going to notice when they leave, right? Very similar to when you know Jay White left, um, and that crew when they went out on excursion. I think these guys are going to be very noticeably, very noticeably missing from those undercards of New Japan shows. Um, they're 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 solid. Uh, they're they're, they're and, we, and I feel like I say this a lot when it comes to the young lions and the, and the different crops and the different classes that go through. This is a real good crew we got here, and they're going to be missed when they go away. I know, I feel like it's something we say every year, and I guess you've got more historical context than me. Where would you rate the current crop of Umino, Narita, Suji, Uemura against past classes? They're up there. I can't, I, uh, you know... But, I, but here's the thing. I, 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 they're up there, but so is everybody else. They just get to a certain level. Like, I'm really trying to... I'm racking my brain thinking, okay, when was a, a bad class? When was a bad class? You have to go back. You have to go back a while. Well, I mean, a bad class of young line. I, I don't. I, I'd have to really ponder that because it's been a while. I mean, there's been guys that haven't made the cut, right? Um, there have been guys that. That uh, you know, I've dropped out. There have been guys that have left the company before going on excursion or, or or making themselves. But just the guys that you know are on New Japan's radar of a future star. They 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 just they pick them well and they train them well. I'd have to really go back and, and dig and, and check the, the classes. Um, but I think, I think you're going back at least whew, 10 years before you really start getting stinkers and, and classes that haven't performed. I mean, just look at the young talent right now that, that New Japan has that we're talking about in the New Japan Cup, you know, and, he, and, 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 and in um, Best of the Super Juniors. You know, these are guys that have just come back from excursion in the past two or three years that have been great. Classes are classes are tough. You don't you don't get many stinkers, that's for sure. 
Let's go on to the next match where we saw another young line put in a really impressive performance. And we saw Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Shota Umino in 30 minutes and 56 seconds, which is, again, a really long time for a young line to be hanging with a guy like Zack, Rev Pro champion, New Japan Cup winner, former title challenger. Uh, so Zack won with a modified knee bar. We got Takamichinoku doing his introduction in English, which was a nice touch. And then I really liked it where we had Umino attacking Taka before he'd finished. Yeah. I thought that was a nice addition, which showed Umino's fiery side there. And Shota got in a ton of offence here. He got in quite a few near falls, and I nearly bought them. It was way more than I thought he would get. Again, he was matching Zach hold for hold. He's looking thick. He's put on a lot of mass on his body. I think he's going to be a heavyweight when he returns. I know there were some, some people who were unsure about his weight class, but I'm certain he's going to be heavyweight. And just this whole class, this is a great class. Like we've said before, it's just an absolute machine. And yeah, I, I want to see more of them going one-on-one with established guys. And it, it's usually something that happens right before they go on excursion. So let's enjoy it while it lasts. Chris Charlton had a nice line here where he said, Zack Sabre Jr. is the John Carpenter of pro wrestling with a body horror. I thought that was a good line. And again, yeah, this match went pretty damn long considering like I said, last year's New Japan Cup winner versus a young lion. And it didn't feel like a young lion match to me. It felt more like a G1 match. And we had Umino pushing Zach right to the limit. And another nice touch, I'd like seeing Zach cranking the submission hold after the bell went to show how pissed he was at having been pushed so hard by Umino. And yeah, let's not forget how protected singles matches are. These are very deliberate that we're seeing guys like Narita and Umino in these yeah. spots. And I, I thought this this was my favorite match the whole weekend, Damon. I went four stars flat on this. I thought it was. Great. I loved it too. Like I said, I thought you know, back to back singles matches, back to back young lions who are on the cusp of uh, furthering their careers against established stars who are really fucking good pro wrestlers. I, what what I don't know what else you would want, right? Again, these aren't these aren't meant to be main events. These are meant to be show us what you can do, right? And they, they, they show me what you've got for you Ricky Morty fans. Uh, it, it's That's exactly what what it was. Um, now, again, I don't think Ring of Honor is in any condition to say, oh, well, this was a showcase to make it to Ring of Honor, right? I don't think that's the case. And usually they, they'll start in, in uh, Mexico first and then they'll, they'll make their way. Um, give me a date. Joel, when do you think Excursion starts? Do you think it's A, after New Japan Cup, or B, in the summer months? I think in terms of where they are in their in-ring progression, I would send Shota out after that Tanahashi match at the New Japan Cup. But the only reason I think it will be longer, and I think it probably will be the summer, or close to the summer, is that if... Shotalis, then they're left with only three young lines. So I think we'd need to see some new lines brought in before the guys at the top of the class can go on excursion. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I think Umino and Narita are ready, but if they both go, then we're just left with Suji and Uemura. And Yoshida, I don't know if you count him as a young line. I guess he's a pseudo young line. But yeah, I think they've got to bring in a few new guys first. All right. So with that being said, a guy like Kwato, is he... When 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 are we expecting him back? Do you think he's still got another at least a little bit left? Uh, we haven't seen him. We've seen him all Mexico so far. 
Haven't really haven't really seen him anywhere else, have we? He's not, it's not like he's taking indie dates anywhere, right? In the U.S., right? No, um, I haven't seen him anywhere else. But again, I'm not the biggest Lucha fan, so probably asking the wrong person here. But from what I hear, he's not having the greatest time. He's not looked particularly impressive. So maybe he's got to stay out there for longer. I mean, I could easily see it being another year. Right. Right. I mean, maybe he just needs a fresh place. Or maybe he just needs. A, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. Some nobody, nobody would, bad, would have expected. Yeah, nobody would have expected. You know, half-hearted thumbs ups or middle of the roads or even thumbs down when it when it came to him when he left on excursion, right? I mean, it's maybe, listen, it's a difficult style to just pick up when when you consider all your life you're working one side of the body and you know now you're expected to work it you know. It's a different, different world. It's a different culture. It's a different, uh, it's a different everything. I mean, I, you know, and I guess that might be a, one of the main reasons why, aside from the working relationship that New Japan has, it is a culture shock to I would assume to a lot of these guys to leave Japan and go to Mexico, right? Um, and 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 as they say, you don't learn unless there's a certain bit of uncomfortability. You you remain the same. So discomfort. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's uh, I I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't think anybody was hand waving his abilities before he got on that airplane. We've got quite a few questions about these young lions, which I'm going to ask you. Spicy Raj says, we show to Umino and Ren Narita being young lions with singles matches on Arising. What's the likelihood that these two will end up going to ROH on excursion? I think giving them singles matches opens them up more to that ROH audience. Your thoughts? Yeah, I would think that's the next step, right? I mean... Both the ROH? Yeah, why not? I mean, they have the, the working relationship. It seems like it's the, it's that's the, the, the US company that New Japan has latched on to. Um, and yet, and is continuing the relationship. Yeah, I don't see why not. Why not both? Matthew says after two very impressive performances on this tour, who would your favorite opponent be to face Shota Umino before he goes on excursion? As I said before, I think that Tanahashi New Japan Cup final match will be perfect. Then put in a good effort, go fifteen minutes, he ends up narrowly losing, and then off you go to excursion. I think that will be. The right way to yeah. do it. Yeah, I, I like. To, I'm. I'm going to get that confirmed if there's any. If there's any uh, plans for them. Um. But yeah, that's that definitely is where I would be. I would be circling that on the calendar. New Japan Cup as a nice little showcase. Um, and and a, and a perfect opportunity for them to uh, to take him uh, to to Narita and, and send him away. JDM hit with a curveball here. Is Umino too good to send on excursion? That ZSJ match made him look like the real deal, and his offense has expanded quite far. He sold me that damn brain buster to Zach. I gotta be honest with you, I I, I had similar thoughts. I mean, I know tradition wise, um, they feel that these guys can learn a lot and even get better with it with the excursion. And again, it helps them. You know, it's, it's there's something to be said about yeah. I'm in the dojo working my ass off, and I then I go to the shows and I learn the craft and I learn the ways of New Japan. 
but then to kind of learn what it's like in other locker rooms and how to conduct themselves and how to uh, be a performer in front of a, a different audience and a, a different fan set and a different and to see different buildings and not for nothing to experience life, right? To see the world, um, to experience the world. There is something to be said about that. Um, I, you know, listen, I've said it just on this show that how much travel has can change people's lives and change uh, people for the better. Experiencing new cultures and experiencing new foods and flavors and tastes and smells and and all that. So uh, while the greedy side of me says, he's fine, keep him, let's fucking go with it. Uh, the other side of me says, you know what, for a, a 19, 20-year-old guy to better himself, and at, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. You know, I, I I think I think it's a I can't think of a better thing that a company can do than to pay and to send uh, a nineteen and twenty year old guy to learn their craft and experience the world. So no, I say he goes. Last question on the young lines we got from Emilio. Umino and Narita are definitely ready for excursion, but will they do better than Kawato and Great Okan, whom currently away and admittedly not doing so hot? Does it matter? And to what level of stars will they be away and when they return? Yeah, I mean, Evil's a perfect example of that. Trust me, nobody, nobody gave a fuck about Watanabe. All right? He was a guy that would be on opening matches on these, you know, War World Tour shows, right? Uh, doing next to nothing other than that. Like, you never saw... You, you would see him on, again, pro wrestling syndicate shows in Rahway. That'd be about it. It wasn't like people were batting down his door. I know as strange as this sounds, batting down his door, getting him bookings. It just wasn't happening. Um, no, he will... Don't, don't judge... Don't... Judge a person's excursion by what they're going to be doing in the New Japan ring when they return. Because sometimes it's night and day. I do feel that when Umino returns, there will be a star power about him. I think people are expecting big things from him. That, personally, I feel sets him above the likes of a great Okan or a Kawato. Yeah, I think so too. But then I said that about Kwan. So, um, look, they 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 have a nice deep talent pool that they can draw from. Um, those young lines, they they know how to churn them out. They know how to churn them out. And uh, I'm, I I again, I don't judge a guy by their excursion because there's been a lot of cases where it's been like, okay, you know, it's. You know, it hasn't been earth shattering, and then they come back, and you know, lo and behold, I mean, I think Okada is the perfect example of that, right? <laughs> I mean, he's he's you know, everything that we just described. Just just go back, watch Okada's work in TNA uh, and and various other locations throughout the world. Uh, I don't think you're going to be too impressed um, with with. Uh, the 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 star of the show um for new japan right now
I would love to see him return to the Okato gimmick at some point. Yeah. That's why I'm surprising. Well, I don't think he, I don't. I don't think he enjoyed that at all. But do it on one of the fantastic. That's what I, thought. I mean, he's dressed up as fucking Dragon George. Right. right. That's what I thought. Maybe if if it's if it's going to happen, that's where it would be. I gotta be honest. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he could find the humor in it. Let's put it that way. All right, third match then was a tag match where we had Jushin Thunder Liker and Jonathan Gresham beating the team of Robbie Eagles and Taiji Ishimori in a mere five minutes, 27 seconds, with a ground cobra twist hold. So we started off with Robbie Eagles doing his Will Ospreay screaming impression. Eagles versus Gresham interactions were a lot of fun. I could see that being a future best of the Super Juniors match, and often in these on rising tours, it's kind of like a audition for best of Super Juniors. So for me, tick, Gresham, you're in. Tick, Robbie Eagles, you're in. And I got information from here on Twitter at the Scorpio Court, who says they were both zero one dojo boys under that uh, Ikuto Hidaka learning tree. The crowd seemed really into Gresham, and I think that's always a good sign when you can get the Karakuen crowd behind you. So I think he's a lock for best of super juniors. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't there. And then when we had Liger and Ishimori tagging in, big buzz from the crowd. They're really excited to see those interactions. And then bang, the flash pinfall. And it was great. It was because, you, you you know, when you have those tag matches and you have the two guys who are feuding, tagging in, and you get a big buzz from the crowd. And then it kind of dies down a bit as they start wrestling. But we had the buzz from tagging in and then bang, flash pinfall. And it was brilliant. The, the roof just burst off Karakuen. It was excellent. And Ishimori sold it brilliantly. He was absolutely fuming. And now Liger's established himself as a threat to that title without hurting Ishimori. I thought this was excellent. Once done. again... The thought process I love in the sense of, well, multiple things. One, again, it kind of reestablishes the fact that pinfalls could, could come at any time, right? So you're not constantly looking at your phone because you know, well, we got to warm up a little bit. And, okay, we got we got to, you know, they got to hit these spots and they got to do this. And this is going to, you know, we still have to mm. tell. None of that. None of that occurred. Like that Hiromu Kushida match from a couple of years right. ago. Right. It's like that. that yeah. The, I mean, that, that quick, just definitive, less than two minute pinfall. I don't want to, I don't want to say squash, but um, yeah, it, the fact that it can come from anything, as, as something as simple as a roll up, boom, done. Um, it does establish Liger as a threat without exposing him as being a guy who can't keep up with Ishimori. Not to say that he can't, but, you know, on paper, that that could be that could be a whisper and that could be a thought in people's minds. Um, sneaky over substance, if you will. Uh, yes, his wily veteran yep, experience. Yep, absolutely, right? Uh, and you're right. They did take advantage of the fact that the crowd was fired up and hot, and you know, as they traditionally would. Here's here's the matchup that we're going to see in in a few days for a title. Now they're you know they're locking up. They're, they're ready to go, and they took advantage of that. and They went right to the pinfall. Yeah, Liger was in the match for what 15 seconds, and three of those were a pinfall. Uh, it was surprising. It, that and it made it fun, and it and the and it did blow the roof off the place. And I think Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton sold it great. I think Ishimori sold it great. I thought Liger sold it great. Uh, I thought Grisham impressed when he when he was in the ring. I think he got himself a, a, a solid spot on on 
best of the Super Juniors. I, to me, he was one of the standout performers of the entire weekend. Uh, Robbie Eagles did very well as well. Um, no, I think it was win all around. I can't, I can't think of anything where I'm hand-waving this match. Next match, fourth was an uh, eight-man tagging match with Toa Hinari, Tom Mikey Homer, David Finney, and Juice Robinson beating the Bullet Club team of Tangela Tamatonga and Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe in 12 minutes after Juice Robinson caught Mark Briscoe with a schoolboy. So it was just setting up what was coming uh, the, the day after that. It was better than I thought it would be, to be fair. Uh, Hiko Leo came back. Not really a great deal to say about this one. I mean... Here's what I like. I mean, let's be positive today. What do you say? Uh, I like the fact, and I've said it before, that when the Briscoes get on a plane and they get into Japan, they work their asses off. Um, and I don't think anybody, whether you like them, whether you're bored with them, whether you're not a fan of their social media presence, whatever. You have to admit, you have to take a step back and say, yes, they do work hard when they are on New Japan shows. No doubt about it. Uh, The match itself was okay. Again, it was to set up what what we were looking for in night two. Um, I don't think necessarily that it's anything that anybody needs to go out of their way to watch. Um... It wasn't terrible, but the positive that I got out of this was was the Briscoes. The fifth match was the never open weight six man tag team championship match with the champions Ryusuke Taguchi, Toriyano, and Togi Makabe defeating the challengers of Cheeseburger, Delirious, and Colt Cabana in ten minutes, with Yano pinning Delirious following a schoolboy. So it was your standard comedy match. I thought it was quite fun. We had. Funny moments with Delirious chasing Yano. I enjoyed that. But I do have to call bullshit on Ring of Honor changing the turnbuckle pads to the individual ones to neutralize Yano's offense. That's blatantly favoring the challengers. So yeah, you couldn't... can't have that. Uh, the pad was pretty funny. I like that. And also, I like the finishing move with the hip attack, the low blow, and Lariat. I think that's a great team finisher. So I hope to see more of that. And then after the match, in the backstage interviews, Taguchi was talking about the vacuum power of Taguchi Japan. The suction of Taguchi Japan is superior. He was talking about how they managed to recruit Colt Cabana. Uh, he compared them to the latest Dyson model. So, I don't know. What do you think, Damon? How hard do Taguchi Japan suck? <laughs> um, boom, boom. I'm here all week. That, that was Andrew Andrew Richworthy. It was. That really was. Um, I Look, you know my thoughts on the comedy, right? That being said, I laughed. I thought it was, you know, I thought there were moments where where, where, where I chuckled. Uh, I I actually enjoy the idea of of Cabana and Yano as a tag team. Uh, Taguchi fits in with that mix right there. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of turnbuckle stuff. There was a lot of uh, silliness, um, but that's you know that's what you get. That's the, you. That's what you get with these guys. So uh, they're good at their craft. Right again. I'm being very positive today. They're good at their craft, and uh, I think it's a positive. It's a, here's what it is. It's a little break from the seriousness of an entire New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Is it my cup of tea? Nah, probably not. 
but I think they serve a role, and I think they do it well, and there were times where, yes, I did let, let a, a little guffaw uh, at some of the hijinks that happened in this match. Sixth match was the never open weight championship match with the champion Will Ospreay defeating the challenger Dalton Castle in 17 minutes following a Stormbreaker. I liked having Uemura and Suji coming out as the boys. And also didn't realise it was National Cat Day in Japan. I think there should be National Cat Days everywhere. I thought this was a good match. It exceeded my expectations. I went three and three quarters on it. I thought they worked pretty smartly around Dalton Castle's injuries. But that said, I thought he put a good shift in. He took a few big bumps. He took the reverse Hurricane Rana bump on his head. Um, only thing I would say, I think Will Ospreay's hidden blade move should be safe for big occasions. It looks and sounds devastating, and he, he gives them a big meaty slap on the back. But I think it's the kind of thing that he should be saving for when he really can't defeat a guy. Like almost he's reluctant to use it because we saw in New Year Dash that he didn't want to use it against Kushida because he thought he didn't have to. So him using it on Don Castle, I mean, do you really need to use it against the resurrected corpse of Don Castle? I don't know. I, I would save it for big occasions, but that's a minor complaint now. I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed yeah, uh, it. Um, the, I have to say Osprey's music. Uh, you, go no, ahead. no, no. I'm just going to follow up with that. I love that move. You know what I mean? I, I really think it's... it's. I, I mean, I'm not taking it, so I don't know how safe or not safe it is, but it looks like it fucking hurts. <laughs> he lays that shit in, it, it feels like. Um and I, I like the move. I, I don't know. I I mean, I know that he's using it as hopefully one of those things where he's somewhat cooling off his, his uh, reckless nature, right? So he's got a nice little easy, I put in air quotes, maneuver that he can perform without killing himself um, in his arsenal. Yeah, but he's using it as a setup to the Stormbreaker where he's hoisting the guy onto his shoulders and then doing a spinning neckbreaker on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, for him, he's not he doesn't have to he doesn't have to kill himself doing that, right? I'm talking about him just, True. you know, being reckless, not reckless, that's a bad word. Just balls to the wall. I mean, your career is only going to last so long if you continue in that in that fashion. So, again, he's got two maneuvers that that are relatively easy on his body. Right? Am I wrong? No, I'll give you that. Uh, Dalton Castle looks like he's aged fifty years, <laughs> doesn't he? He, uh, I mean, the injuries. Not, and again, I, I mean that, uh, like, not even in like body movement and stuff like that, because I felt like he worked very hard and he did very well in this match. And yeah, I kind of do feel like they did work around those injuries a bit, a tad, but just. Like he looks like he's like he's weathered, <laughs> right? He looks very tired, and and I don't know if that's jet lag. I don't know if that's a late night uh, at the cat cafe. I don't. But he looked he he looks like he's been through hell this year. He really feels like he's he's been through it this year. I feel bad for him. Probably staying up late for the National Cat Day celebrations. Yeah, I mean, maybe we've all been there. Maybe. But did you notice that? Did you like he just he doesn't look like a young guy anymore? Yeah. I don't know what to attribute that to, but yeah, like, like you said, all of those factors, he's not looking no, at his best. No, but, but with that being said, I think he definitely went out there and did, tried to do the, the most that he could. And I, even Kevin Kelly was like, you know, the injuries are in the rearview mirror, and okay, all right, well, uh, we need, yeah, again, if the doctors... Objects in the rearview mirror may be closer than they appear. <laughs> like the great, great line. Great line. All right. 
Seventh match then. ROH World Television Championship. We had Jeff Cobb defeating Hiroki Goto after 13 minutes with a tour of the islands. I really like Goto using a young line as a weapon. where He just randomly, I think he suplexed Uemura onto Jeff Cobb. I thought that was a really nice touch. Bit heelish. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come from Goto. But decent match. Um, this is probably just going to be me, Damon, but I was quite distracted by Jeff Cobb's penis. Sorry? Which was very visible. With his, I, like half of his tights were sort of riding up one wow. thigh, and then I could just I could really see his his meat and cheese <laughs> edge there, and it distracted me quite a lot from yeah. this match. But uh, put, putting that to one side, really? it was decent. Again, I, I have higher expectations from these two, and twice now they've gone out there and they've had matches that were fine, but didn't blow me away. I thought Cobb's match with Hangman Page at Final Battle was a lot better than this. But they are one and one now, so I wonder if we might get a rubber match at some point. But what did you think of it? Yeah, you would think that these two guys would have a lot more... I don't know if chemistry is the word I'm looking for. But it does feel like they, they're, they're, something's missing. I don't know if it's, if it's a same page thing. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like this should be... My expectations are my expectations are like big beefy all Japan match. You know what I mean? Like you know, and Jeff Cobb doesn't really work matches in that style. You, and you he? would think that he would, right? You would. He looks like right. he should. He looks like he would, but he doesn't. Right. That's probably my biggest complaint about Jeff Cobb is that when he gets into the ring and you look at him. You, you, my mind instantly becomes, you know, it's, uh, you know, again, all Japan. Sekimoto. You know, big Japan, Japan indie, big guy, main event. And you don't get that. Not, not as much as you think you would. And then you put him in a match with Goto. Again, kind of cut from that same cloth. Where you're expecting, you know, just that big beefy, like like a like to put it in New Japan terms, you know, like an old school Ishi Makabe match, the the good the good times, you know. There's there's been, there's been a few stinkers, but the good ones I'm talking about. That you know, and uh, you know, I you don't, I don't get that vibe when the match is over, and maybe that's what I'm missing for this. I think Jeff Cobb is amazing, athletically amazing. I, 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 to me, that's what's missing. Is is that hard hitting? Again, the, the way I describe it, the the uh, the the beefy pro wrestler, big man, beat the shit out of each other match, and I get finesse. And I don't really think I'm looking for finesse. It's kind of like, you know, for to put it in a baseball analogy, I, I got, you know, uh, David Ortiz trying to steal bases. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a pretty old baseball reference, actually. Uh, but, you, but you get my point, right? You, you, you know, so here's, here's an even more te- – now, I'm not even going to give you that, that analogy because it just – no, it's not worth it. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna understand. Um but but you get my point. You got a guy who's who looks this part, is this part, 
but I'm getting something completely different. I don't think I'm that far off base. Yeah, he's working that that modern American indies like PWG style, where it's high pace, lots of high spots, lots of flips, big moves, where someone like Hangman Page gets the best out of him. But if you're looking for that sort of never open weight, all Japan, big Japan, strong style match, you're going to end up disappointed. So maybe Goto is just the wrong sort of opponent for him. Maybe Will Ospreay is a better opponent for... I think so. I think so. I think... I think that, and again, you mentioned Hanging Page, right? That that's a good example. Um, yeah, maybe maybe he needs that guy that he could just fucking toss around, right? He doesn't need a, a Keith Lee per se, even though I kind of sworn they had a really great match in the PWG. Um, yeah, I just I just for whatever reason I just don't feel like I get the match that I'm expecting out of Jeff Cobb in those scenarios, and that's not to say I don't enjoy Jeff Cobb. I do. I definitely, absolutely do. It's, 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 it, it, and it's probably more me than, well, it sounds like we're both on the same page. So maybe it's us that we're not getting what we, what we think we would get out of a Jeff Cobb match. Yeah. I think we're in agreement there. Should we move on to the next match, which was the main event of the evening? Special six man tag match where Jay Lethal, Kazuchika Okada, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated the team of the Kingdom, Vinny Marseglia, TK Ryan, and Matt Taven, with Jay Lethal winning after 14 minutes with the Lethal Injection. It was fine. It was okay. It was a good match. But for me, personally, it's hard to go that high when you don't really care about two-thirds of the people in the match. And I just got a horrible feeling... Later, I think it was the second show actually where I kind of got the feeling that they were building towards a Naito and Matt Taven feud. I hope, I hope that's yeah. not happening. I really hope it isn't. Yeah. But again, this match was okay, but I just not really invested in Lethal or the Kingdom. Again, I, uh, I can say that I have been live and have bought tickets and have sat through many, 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 many. Jay Lethal matches, and the majority of majority of them have been either good, some very good, some even great. Right, so this is not a knock on that. Um, I've not sat through a great Kingdom match, um, but I think that they are okay. Right, as a as a unit, as a faction, as a tandem, uh, I think they have. A, a good look, a good feel, and I and I don't have a problem with the kingdom themselves. Look, it was a, it was a match that was there. It was a match that that occurred. <laughs> I, I it wasn't a bad match by any stretch. It wasn't a something that I'm going to remember tomorrow. Right? It's just not something that's going to connect with a lot of people. Um, and and uh, and a lot of the things that I saw online, again, kind of echoed that. Okay, it was there, fine. That the, the you know three stars, whatever, whatever middle of the road, average, passable, not bad, but not great rating you want to give. Um, and that's what and that's what this was. And again, this helps set up the the, the singles match for the next night, um, which which it, it accomplished. Um, 
I don't think any of the guys in the ring are bad. I don't think any of the guys in the ring are that are um, hand waveable, right? I, I they just you're right. Two thirds of it, it's just I'm kind of shoulder shrugging and and I'm okay with not being in the main event. Let's put it that way. Let's move on to the next night, which was on Saturday. First match, we had Toyonare and Jonathan Gresham defeating Takamichinoku and Zack Sabre Jr. in 12 minutes with Gresham getting the pinfall here over... Was it a pinfall or a submission? I can't remember. I think it was a submission on Takamichinoku with an octopus catch. Zack Sabre Jr. and Gresham picking up where they left off at Final Battle. They've got really good chemistry. Their styles mesh very nicely with that map-based, submission-based grappling. One small thing I really liked about this, when Zack Sabre Jr. came out, he gave Shota Umino a little slap on the yeah. face. And Shota gave him a push. Just a little residual hangover from their match the previous night. And it's the small touches like that that I really enjoyed. But again, yeah, really good opener. Well, I enjoyed Let me ask lot. you this for the Grisham. Because a lot of the talk is Junior. Are you disappointed with that? Would, would you want to see him somehow compete in the heavies? Um, especially given the fact, you know, he's going toe to toe with uh, Zach here, uh, holding his own. I kn- I know he's being pigeonholed for best of the Super Junior, and and I don't know any way we can get some lifts in his shoes or some shit like that, <laughs> or or do you think he's best suited for the juniors? I think the way New Japan does things, juniors, and I know he did have that match where he was pushing. Zack Sabre Jr. very close in Ring of Honor and he's had feuds with Jay Lethal. So I like the idea of having guys positioning themselves as open weights. I think maybe he could call himself that, like the same way Shingo's doing. But it's just that the height is an issue, especially in New Japan. I think unless your body is built a certain way, like an Ishii, where you have to be very, very chunky, I don't see Gresham being booked as a heavyweight in New Japan. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But here's the thing, not even unfortunately. I I only say that just because of the, the perception of what a junior is in New Japan as opposed to a heavyweight. Um, but even then, there's so many meaty... Like, he's going to fit in just fine. Like, Let's put it yeah. like this. I think the best of the super juniors needs him more than the right. G1 needs him. Right, right. Agreed. I agree with that. I agree with that. There's there's plenty of names that need to be replaced in in best of the super junior, and he he'll fit in there just fine, and um, not even just fit in just fine. He'll he'll shine. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him in that tournament. So, uh, yeah, he. I mean, look, we said it before. The guy who's won himself a job. It feels like. I mean, I I can't imagine New Japan not having a little convers side conversation with him before he got on this plane coming back home. To say, okay, you know, let's 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 stay in touch because uh, I think there's better and brighter things for you in, in this company. Yeah, definitely made a better impression than Flip Gordon did this time last year. Oh yeah, and I thought Flip Gordon wasn't very good in those honor rising matches, and he was still given a spot on best of the Super Juniors. So Gresham is a lock for me. I'm surprised we didn't. Is he still hurt, uh, Flip? Yes, okay. I think it wasn't the. Recovery schedule. They said he'd be back in time for MSG. Oh, good. Oh, I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's why we didn't see him there. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, yep. Second match. 
Ready to move on? Uh, Marty Scarl defeating Robbie Eagles in eight minutes with a crossface chicken wing. Again, I thought this was a really good match. Like we mentioned earlier, the matches I enjoyed the most on these two shows were front-loaded. And like I said, Marty without the elite, he's a lot more ruthless and serious as a threat. He's got more of an edge to him. And I thought Eagles looked great too. He's starting to let his character breathe a little bit and he's projecting himself out there as this sort of cocky little punk kid. Um, I will say this, little joke here. Eagles has been playing too much Dead Space because he called his partner Taiji Ishimura in the backstage comments. No one's going to get that joke, but fuck it. It's a podcast that I co-host, so I'm allowed to throw jokes there that no one understands. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I liked it. Again, Mike Scott doing good work, and I think he's being pushed. I think him getting these two singles wins are deliberate, and I think he'll be taking the title off Jay Lethal MSG and Robbie Eagles gunning the best of Super Juniors. How do you feel? I know this is more Ring of Honor talk, but um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about uh, Marty Skrull taking the title from Jade Lethal? I would be into that. Again, if we're getting serious villain Marty showing this dangerous streak, then that is a match that I think I'd be interested to see. And I will probably cheer for him taking the title off Jay Lethal if that's what we're getting at MSG. And you know, it's not going to be the main event. It's probably going to be in the middle of the show. Give him 15 minutes. I think it could be a good little I match. So. I think it'd be a real good match, actually. I think it'd be a real good match. Um, yeah, I like that. Here's the thing, too. I like the fact that there is some rub of, you know, Marty Skrull. Uh, and elite and bullet club and all that stuff. I, I kind of do think that they can use that. To, Ring of Honor can use that to their advantage. Um, I think that I think that has the potential to be a really good match on, on the Madison Square Garden show. See, I'm talking about a positive, it's a positive thing about Ring of Honor on a, on the Madison Square Garden show. Holy shit! Uh, yes, yeah. Marty Scott's shown us enough in these two matches. For me to be excited about seeing him in a big singles match at MSG. I will say this. Because I remembered after watching this why I liked Mighty Skull yep. in the first place. Because when I saw him making his debut in Best of Super Juniors two years ago, I thought, wow, I really like this guy. And I watched more of his stuff uh, that he, he'd done in the past and he was really impressive. But then when he was being silly with the Elite, then that turned me off a bit. But now I would say f- falling back in love with Marty. Yep. And, and here's what Ring of Honor does really well too. I like the fact that they don't give a shit about junior heavyweight, right? There's, there's that that doesn't really play, you know. Marty, if if he does challenge Jade Lethal, you know, I mean, Marty technically is a junior in in New Japan, right? And you look at Will, right, um, and and what he's what he's done in in New Japan. Um, it I like the fact that they blur the line a lot you know even kyle o'reilly when he was there um it, it blurs the line I, I i like that blurring of the line um as you call it the open weight right and i mean even the even the, you know chris and 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 kevin kelly are joking around when it came to shingo and, and how you know the scale must be broken in, in in the lij locker room or something along those lines so uh and i and again i like the fact that they do that and so i like the fact that marty is challenging for a heavyweight title and because it, it helps with the perception uh for new japan fans to help get the, them out of that junior rut um that unfortunately is a, is a stigma 
when it comes to New Japan. Now, they changed things around a bit. We were supposed to be getting a trios match against Young Lions, but instead we got Colt Cabana and Toriano taking on Cheeseburger and Delirious, with Colt Cabana picking up the win after 10 minutes with a modified jackknife cover. And this, Damon, was four silly men doing very, very silly things indeed. Very silly things. Uh, I know you've made your feelings on the comedy quite clear, but uh, Steve asked, pants up or pants down on the Cabana, Yano, Delirious comedy matches over the two. They months. were, they were, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They were, f- they were funny, they were comedy. Um, it was a dream team of comedy. Uh, someone had called it. Uh, my pants are up. Unfortunately, there will be no, uh, there will be no uh, blood flow, <laughs> if you will, for the comp. Okay, look, look, can I throw yeah, another one yeah. at you uh, from Matt? Pants up or pants down? Colt Cabana and Yano for World Tag League. I think I think you will see that. Right? I, I don't. I think that's a that's a very strong possibility. Uh, hey, look, somebody's got to lose, right? So I, again, I, I can't go down. They have to remain up uh, for that because it's just not my thing. But um, I could see where if you're a fan of that uh, in other promotions and you get a taste of that in New Japan. Um, you your pants your mileage on pants might be different than mine because uh it, it might listen i think it's probably your your your, your dream if if you're into the comedy so uh yeah this is this was silly cheeseburger and delirious and Colt cabana and yano Whew, fuck well not for me but i'm sure again if you like the comedy this is a dream match Chris says, is Cabana full-time now? Um, you know what? I don't know if he's officially signed-signed uh, with any type of two-year deal or, or one-year deal. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe maybe that's something that uh, we can inquire about. But, yes, no, uh, we don't know if it's a if it's a signing. But, again, they're bringing it in back for the cup. Um, yeah, maybe. You never um, but he's got a lot of Ring of Honor commitments too, right? He probably has more Ring of Honor commitments right now with the announcing that he does and the other stuff. I don't know if he has any say in the back. I don't know if he helps out at all. So if if he's going to have any kind of conflict, I think it would be with Ring of Honor. So I'm going to say right now I don't know, but um, I'll give you a, uh, my feelings and, and gut says there is not a deal made. So you don't think we're getting the big main event at Dominion with grudge match Colt Cabana against CM Punk? <laughs> I'm telling you, I know the company had interests. I know they would love to hear that cult of personality rocking over Madison Square Garden. Again, whether there's any interest on the other side, that, that could have just been a, a hard, flat, go fuck yourself. I ain't doing it. Uh, but uh, I, I, again, I just, I just know what I've heard. All right. Let's move on to the fourth match, which was a tag match with Will Ospreay and Hiroki Goto defeating the team of Don Castle and Jeff Cobb with Will Ospreay pinning Jeff Cobb in 11 minutes following the Stormbreaker. Now, this was a big surprise here. First of all, it made Ospreay look like a beast. There were some genuinely impressive feats of strength. One for him getting Cobb up for that Stormbreaker and Don Castle was doing some big heavy lifting, <coughs> heavy lifting as well, excuse me. And 
I thought it was really notable here that Osprey pinned Cobb yeah. rather than Don Castle. Cobb, of course, who is the ROH television title holder. So do you think they're setting up Osprey versus Cobb for Madison Square Garden? Could it be uh, a title versus title match, maybe? Possibly. Wouldn't be surprised. And, and as we talked about, one, establishing will in, in the eyes of not only Japanese fans, but everybody, you know, to get him, you know, even more solid behind that heavyweight mindset, beating big guys, right? And again, that kind of plays into where we're looking at here come New Japan Cup that we talked about earlier, about you know, two hours ago. It's 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 part of that narrative of getting Will Osprey wins over big guys, uh, and yes, I would not be surprised if Jeff Cobb is is title for title with with Will Osprey, and that as we just talked about is a match that I really feel works well. That that that, that seems to me to be good chemistry, good uh, good dance partners for each right. I think Will can really work off of a big guy, power moves, that kind of stuff. And Cobb has that guy that, you know, can do a lot of the heavy lifting for a lot of the, the, the bigger moves that he has um, and, and those athletic moves as well. So I think this is a, a little bit more uh, compatible. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it kills two birds with one stone in one match. Yeah, I'd be into that. I could see Osprey flying around the ring for someone like Cobb. I think it would be great. RBX2000 says, do you feel Osprey pinning Cobb, who pinned Goto the night before, is significant? Does this establish Osprey as the number two in chaos? Apologies to Damon in advance for a faction question. <laughs> those those are fine. Those running... faction questions are fine. It's the, who do you think in five years will be the second guy in chaos to win? Yeah, come on. I, I, who knows, right? Uh, but those kind of questions are fine. Um, but what was the question? <laughs> Back, back to the question, though. What I was going to say, I think they are telling a long-term story here with Osprey and Okada because it was Okada who brought Osprey in. I think it was War of the Worlds where he had his first match together and then Okada brought Osprey into New Japan and then they had their match together at the anniversary show. So they got like a big brother, little brother dynamic and they seem to genuinely like each other. And I think we are building towards some point in the future, I don't know if it'll be this year or next year, where Osprey eventually pins Okada I don't know if that's going to necessarily be you know he's now the leader of chaos or whatever but I do think there is a long-term story playing with Okada and Osprey possibly um I don't know I don't know if they'll ever reach that point like I I think that they have lots of different ways that they can go right now um I don't know if Will Osprey is necessarily the guy that would be in that mix I mean we still have plenty more with uh Jay White we still have plenty more with uh, Okada's revenge on Bullet Club and, and Ghetto specifically, um, and then we still got to get to the point where that where you know I think everybody's kind of pointing to of of Okada eventually winning that title back. I think everybody's kind of on point with that. So um, I don't know if we'll ever see that. I know we've already got some singles matches where Okada has gotten the win. Um, I don't know if Will would need to have that redemption. Um, but right now, in chaos, yeah, I think I think Will is probably your number two guy. The fifth match was Shingo Takagi and Tetsuya Naito beating Vinny Marcellia and Matt Taven after 11 minutes with Naito pinning Vinny after a destino. 
I'll tell you what, Damon, during this match, Kevin Kelly, he would not stop going on about that Taven against Volador feud. He could have made a drinking game out of that. Every time he mentioned it, take a shot. You wouldn't last a night. Now, considering that I don't know or care much about either of the Kingdom guys, I thought this match was decent. I thought they did good heel work. And I also enjoyed seeing Naito and Shingo batter them. One thing I've noticed, Damon, I don't know if it's just me, but Shingo's eyes always look so red. He, he looks like someone who's just been woken up in the middle of the night to wrestle. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe maybe he takes a quick power nap before he hops in there. Who knows? Um may, you know, here's here's what I'm gonna do. Here's here's one here's the promise I'm gonna make to our thousands and thousands of listeners. Uh, I'm going to go out of my way and I'm gonna watch some Matt Taven in Mexico. I will say this, going in with a little bit of a little negative, a little negative, Damon. Again, am I overly, I don't want to say impressed. Who the fuck here impressed? Uh, It doesn't do do much for me, right? It doesn't do much for me. And then we're adding the extra layer of, okay, we're a little lucha. Look, it could be exciting. It could be interesting. Give me, here's what I want. Fuck me. I don't who cares about me, right? I just I'm just the guy with the microphone at this point. I want you, the listeners, the thousands and thousands that listen. Sound like the rock a little bit. Uh I want your feedback. If you have never commented before, if you have never posted before, if you have never given us feedback before, here is your chance. I don't care about what I think. Who cares what I think? Give us your take on A, the kingdom, kingdom as a whole, B, Matt Taven in uh, CMLL. Is this something that I got to go out of my way to watch? All right. I'm going to let you, the listeners, decide my fate. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's about you. It's, you're the masses, wrestling for the masses. Uh, and you're going to dictate wh- how I handle this. Okay? So why don't we do that? Um, you tell us what you think of, A, the kingdom. Overall, they're working in Ring of Honor. They're working in, in, on these Honor Rising shows. Two, were you happy with what you saw? Are you happy with what you see? And three, do I need to go out of my way to watch? And this is for the people who watch the CMLO. Do I need to go out of my way to watch the Matt Taven stuff there? All right? How about we leave it at that? Do you think we're getting a Kingdom versus LIJ feud for Madison Square Garden? Thought, you know what? I really do. I really do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, you figure the Kingdom are, you know, they're 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 top, they're top dogs in Ring of Honor right now. Um, I mean, when you're talking about heel factions and heel groups and 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 focus and television time and all that, top of the card. And there is, there's, you know, no coincidence that there is a lot of LIJ interaction, and Kevin Kelly is prepping everyone watching of interactions they've had in the past and storyline feuds and stuff that arches over between companies. Joel, there is, there is very little doubt in my mind that at the very least we're going to see some type of interaction there come Madison Square Garden. 
There's a lot of LIJ members. There's a lot of Kingdom members that need to be on this show. And what easier way than a nice multi-man tag to kind of wet our palates. I'll tell you what I would take. Let's have six men champions versus six men champions at MSG. Give me Yano, Taguchi, and Makabe versus the Kingdom in a silly eight-minute little match at the beginning of the card. I take that, but it just seems like a, a big waste of LIJ to have them against the Kingdom. Again, if, if, if we're talking about where people are positioned in the company, Kingdom's at the top at Ring of Honor. Right? Right? Yeah, I do have a question here, actually. We're probably the wrong people to be answering it. JDM says, can you explain Matt Taven? I don't watch ROH. When he came out, I thought, too old to be cosplaying. Yeah, he's pushed in ROH. So someone else, help us out here. Yeah, help us out. Because, you know, to me, that this is where this is going. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a question that I have for the listeners. Help help m- you guys help me. Get get me uh, get me excited for this, or uh, you know, tell me the truth. Tell me tell tell us what you think of uh, the kingdom and Matt Taven and all this. Because again, it, all all signs point to some type of interaction with Lij. Next match, six match was the ROH Championship match with Jay Lethal, the champion defending against challenger TK Orion, winning in 10 minutes following the lethal injection. The crowd really didn't care about this match at all. Noted vanity searcher TK Orion, who took umbrage at comments made by WH Park. Uh, an ugly scene on Twitter, Damon. Everyone should just log off and get in the bin. So... Again, we've said it loads of times, this match wasn't bad. There was nothing bad about it. It was perfectly fine, or or as all the kids are saying, aggressively fine, even though that statement makes absolutely no sense. But it was fine. But the crowd didn't care, and I think that really hurt it. But just looking forward about the ROH title match with Madison Square Garden, I know I think it's going to be Skull. In early March, we got the 17th anniversary show with Jay Lethal defending against Matt Taven in the main event. So, again, I'm assuming that Jay Lethal successfully defends and faces Marty Skyler MSG. And for what it's worth, Damon, the champion will then go on to defend the title against David Starr in Israel in late April. But Jay Lethal against TK Orion, what do you think? Um, it, they were put in a real tough spot because you're, you're right. The, the crowd there respectfully watched um, with it, what sound, what came across on television as a little bit of sitting on their hands. Um, and that's even with Jay Lethal. This is, you know, it's not like this is the first time that he's shown up at Corrigan. Um, they tried. I think. I think they worked hard. I think that they 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 were put in a real tough spot. I I I don't think that if you put that match at twenty three hundred Arena or in Baltimore or in Las Vegas that it would come across as flat, right? I think I think if you put that into a build a, a building that was a little bit more Ring of Honor friendly, um, I think people's opinions of the match might be different. Uh, that being said, it was a little bit of a of a of a dry way to end what I thought were two good shows. Um, again, 
that was a tough spot to be in. I'm not making excuses for them. It, it, the match was what the match was. They worked hard, but I, I just just think it was a, it was an uphill battle for for both throughout that entire match, and I think it hurt the match. I'll tell you, Scampi and Gatti are having a much more exciting match on the bed next to me at the moment. So I'll keep you updated on how that one goes. But they're chasing each other around. Yeah, can I do this? So can I, can I address that? Because you sent me that exchange between WH Park uh, from Post Wrestling, friend of the show. Um, look, I, I've said it before and I've, I'll say it again. Uh, wrestlers on Twitter are just... You just delete the account, log out. Don't enough of the vanity searching, right? Like he wasn't tagged in it. Like I think it's worse when people tag people because it feels Cop like callers. both ways, right? Like I really loathe the, when people just tag wrestlers like with overly positive thing. You know what I mean? I, everybody likes to hear good things, but like you know that they're just tagging people just to get a reaction out of. The person to have them like it or retweet it or whatever. Okay, great. Um, and and the same can be said about criticism. Like when people tag people just to get a fucking rise out of them. I don't understand that. I understand. Nobody wants to hear bad things. Nobody wants to hear that they missed the mark. Nobody wants to hear that they 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 didn't connect. But you can't fucking vanity search yourself, man, because you're not gonna like it. It's just not gonna be good. There's no positive to the Twitter. There is none, none. And and honestly, to react that way, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Beat him up? Come on! You wouldn't say that if we were talking face to face. Imagine like a reporter. Well, it's happened before, but it's few and far between. Like an athlete, like a baseball player or a football player, getting in somebody's face. Like that's just like, come on, man, stop it. It's ridiculous. Embarrassing is what it is. Um. And again, WH Park was was he was pretty 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 heavy handed with the comments, but you know, and there's no you know, I just say it's how he felt. That's that's the reaction he has. And then you're gonna go digging in his bio, oh, shitty podcast. Come on. All right, that's that. Get off Twitter, please. Enough of it. I'm in two minds about this because. Part of me. Oh Jesus! What's going on? Uh, What's happening? Dun, 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 dun. Just Scampi and Gatia just chasing each other around this room, knocking everything over. It's just. A I heard glass breaking. <laughs> so I apologise about the background noise. This stays in the show, by the way. This is not oh, getting edited. Me. This has been all show. My goodness! Did you everybody hear that? They hear that glass. Is everybody okay? Yeah, she, she knocked over a, a little candle holder. Okay. okay. She she just keeps chasing Scampy. Scampy, who's like eight times her size, and she's just fucking with him. Mm. She'll hide and then pounce on him, grab his tail, and then run away. Yeah, we're breaking we're breaking furniture here. Is there glass everywhere? Uh, yep. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. What's going on over okay. there? Okay. I mean, seriously, the cops are going to come. I'm so sorry. The cops are going to be there. Oh, listen, we've heard a disturb. Neighbors are complaining. That's uh, the cats. That's uh, the cats. Jesus Christ. Look, I've heard show is taken over Kashida's podcast, so my advice to him, don't have two cats locked in the room with you while you're recording. Yeah. 
it is not good. No. All right. Uh, all right. Enough of the, enough, right, enough of it. What else this. we got? We got to wrap this <laughs> up. I got, I got like ten. Minutes. IWGP Tag Team Championship yeah. match. Oh, okay. Well, we got IWGP Tag Team Championship match with the challengers Gorillas of Destiny defeating the champions Sonata and Evil. Twenty minutes with a super power bomb. Probably one of the better matches they had. Again, it just went a bit too long for me, but it was okay. Uh, I don't know if it was. I was in a bit of a lull coming out of the TK Orion J Lethal match, but maybe I'm just sick of seeing these teams together. But um, I don't know. Well, what did you make of it? Yeah, I, I I even said that the last match closed the show. It didn't even close the show. You know? <laughs> yeah, there are two Christ, more matches, Damon. Christ. Oh my! Look, God. Here's what the here's the again positive, positive, positive. Uh, what this did, in essence, was it cleaned up Evil and Sonata to get out of the tag team situations. Uh, and then now we have opportunities for single match challenges, titles, and, and big-time single matches with these two, right? So there's there's the positive. We got the titles off of them. Back to G.O.D., Okay, it's, it feels like we're back to the future, but the good news is is that it frees up Evil and Sonata. How's that? Okay, I I'm with you on that. What do you think of the upcoming tag team title unification match at MSG with God against the Briscoes? Because it's the kind of match that could be good depending on what sort of performance you get from both teams. I mean, I think the Briscoes are a good team. I think they are probably past their best, but they are capable of putting on good matches. But it's a weird heel versus heel dynamic. Neither are particularly likable teams. You don't really feel like cheering for either of them, and it's just a bit of a weird matchup. It's not something that excites me. I think I think the majority of the crowd will be rooting for G.O.D. Um yeah. Because it's interesting you say that because here, uh, Briscoes were positioned as the baby faces. Yeah. Listen, you know as well as I do, come April, when we go into that building, you, you know what that crowd's going to be into. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're going to see, we're going to see bullet club shirts out our fucking ass. Uh, yeah. So no, I, th- I think that they'll be overwhelmingly cheered. Overwhelmingly cheered, I gather. Um, I don't think the hometown Ring of Honor crowd is is going to be uh, turning their backs on on God. Uh, I I I like it again, but the, what this does, as much as I sat here and talked about how we were going to be able to uh, separate uh, Evil and Sonata as a tag team and have them go singles, this this does scream to me. This you know you're looking for Lij Kingdom. I got a strange feeling you're looking at six-man tag for Evil, Sonata, Bushi. I really do. I really do. Imagine... Yeah, I've got a horrible feeling you're right. Imagine this, MSG. Do you honestly think we're going to see Naito Taven? Intercontinental title? That does seem to be... Oh! I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) Right? Do you think we get that? Oh boy, it's it's difficult because there's how many Lij guys we got now? We got five active members of Lij. Possi- 
possibly six. So if you have three of them facing off against the kingdom, then you've got another two or maybe three that are not doing anything. I think it's too early to say. I don't want to be all doom and gloom on this so far, but they did seem to be laying... uh, paving the way for that I, I do want to ask though, just changing directions what do you think of the fact that they are apparently unifying these titles for the time being at least so one of these promotions are going to be without uh heavyweight tag champions for a while do you think this is god winning and then working a few roh yeah, dates that's 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 how i see that flushing out yeah i, I kind of do i don't think i don't think briscoe's um you know even though they did win the titles before yeah, I think this is more of a G.O.D. winning the titles and, and uh, doing a couple of days for Ring of Honor. All right, main event then, ROH World Tag Team Championship, which was Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe defeating Juice Robinson and David Finley. 17 minutes, Jay Briscoe pinning David Finley following a diving elbow drop. I do wonder if this was cut short because Finley suffered a dislocated shoulder. I, I don't know if they called an audible on it. It looked like they might have done. Um, but again, it was a decent match. <laughs> I haven't really got too many hot takes on it. It was fine. Yeah, it, it, again, it seems like things went went to the finish rather quickly after the injury. Um, again, word is that you know the, the injury is not severe. It looks like it's okay. Um, I don't know how quickly he'll be back in the ring. You're probably looking at at least a couple weeks, I would think, right? Just in time for a New Japan Cup. But yeah, it just did seem like the match, I don't want to say fell apart, but it, it, it went to a finish rather quickly right after the injury. All right, so should we move on to the Isika retirement show? Then? Yep, yep. Again, uh, let's let's uh, see if we can give our thoughts quickly. I have to, I have to, I have to wrap it up soon. Okay, well, we don't need to go through the whole thing, but just some takeaways I had. I thought Yu Uemura is looking improved, both in ring and physically. He's looking larger, so that was something that stood out to me. We have Rapongi 3K establishes the next challenges for the junior tag titles with uh, a win in a really good tag match against Desperado and Kanemaru. So again, we're sort of cleaning up that three-way mess between them. And I also enjoyed the tag team match where we had Osprey and Tanahashi against Killer Elite Squad. It was good to see Killer Elite Squad back. Tanahashi did fuck all in this match. I thought Davey Boy Smith was a star here. I did mention before, I think he's added a real intensity to his matches that I felt had been missing in recent years. He looked like he was about to explode here in a good way. He was menacing. He was looking ripped. He's just beating seven shades of shit out of his opponents. And, and like I said, I think he needs to get a singles run. Osprey was bumping like a nutter for KES and then managed to pretty much win the match single-handedly, really setting up that heavyweight run. Uh, I quite happy that we've seen both Killer Elite Squad guys in the New Japan Cup and afterwards we also as I said we had Osprey challenging Jay White to the champion versus champion match and I didn't mention earlier on this is actually two years in a row of Osprey main eventing this show and interesting that for the anniversary show they're going with two foreigners headlining Um, the main event a lot of fun I really enjoyed that with Takashi Izuka busting out some of his old moves the crowd audibly gasping when he was he reversed the Rainmaker into a knee bar, I think. And honestly, I thought it was the perfect ending because uh, John Carroll pointed this out. Finally, Izuka manages to not betray someone. So it was ride or die with his Suzuki Goon boys. And I want to give credit to Tenzan, who did a terrific job. Like, if Izuka coming up to him saying, Look, Hiroshi, I want to continue doing my madman gimmick. I'm just going to work this match, do most of my usual stick. I'm not going to do any post-match interviews. I'm just going to rampage through the crowd, walk off, not even do an interview. Can you make people care about that, please? And Tenzo's like, yeah, I've got you, fam. Say no more. 
So Tenzan did a terrific job building up this storyline and it was something that I was really invested in and I cared about. And I know some people were expecting uh, Izuka to go back to normal at the end of it, but I thought it was quite fitting that he didn't and he went out on his own terms and he didn't betray his Suzuki-gun team. And I I dug it. I thought it was yeah. good. I mean, you couldn't ask for much more out of what could easily be described as... I don't want to say a throwaway, but it's a throwaway, right? I mean, it's we're talking about Izuka. Um, they made the most out of uh, out of a situation out of uh, they made the most out of a lower mid card situation, right? They, they got people invested and got people to care and got people to give a fuck. Well, what, what, what more could you ask for? I thought it was good. It was entertaining as fuck, right? It 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 it. it it was a lot more interesting and a lot more compelling than it had any right to be, right? This is a guy that traditionally is at the bottom of our year-end award, least favorite wrestler. And yet all week, that's all I was hearing about was this retirement show and this retirement match. So they did exactly what they had to do. It will do. be interesting. What's that? I mean, now you mentioned that. Izuka's retired, but... He will be eligible for our year-end awards. I'll be interested yeah. to see how he places in least favorite at the end of this year. Well, absence makes the heart grow fond, to remind you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you saw him throughout the year, I'm sure he would be right up there. But yeah, but, but people cared. And that's, I mean, what more could you ask for? You know, for a guy who traditionally is in the least favorite, people talking about in a very positive way. Also, we had Taichi at the end of the show picking up the... Iron Finger. Uh, Louis says, do you think Taichi will break out the Iron Finger for one match and surprise everyone? Or, or do you think it's going to be a regular part of his repertoire of bullshit? Repertoire of bullshit. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's all. Cool. I mean, I think you'll see. I think you'll see it. Uh, yeah. It's a repertoire of bullshit is the best way to describe it. Okay, and then let's touch on this giant Baba Death 20th Memorial Box Office Abdullah the Butcher Retirement Memorial Show, which was on the 19th from Sumo Hall. So we had some New Japan involvement here. We had eight-man tag team match where Renderita and Tomaki Honma were involved. And I thought it was notable, actually, that in this match where we had a young line, Ren Narita, he was on the winning side and he didn't take the fall here. I thought that was one of my big takeaways from this, that... For the most part, I thought the New Japan guys were really protected. We had a fun six-man tag team match with Suzuki Gun with Taichi, Takamichi Noku and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeating Masanobu Fuchi, Yoshiaka Fujiwara and Yuma Aoyagi. Taichi just acting like a complete shithead and doing his Kawada kicks with Kawada ringside looking very disapproving. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a lot of fun. We had a three-way tag team match with LIJ, Bushi and Sonada defeating Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto and Ayato Yoshida and Shota Umino. <laughs> Bushi and Sonada really phoned it in there. He didn't really do much in this show. But uh, I thought Yoshida was great. He showed a lot of fire here and I enjoyed his output a lot. And Jake Lee was stuck in that paradise slot forever. It was ridiculous. The fact they had to sell for that for so long. And we also had Tenkoji in a six-man tag team match. Oh, no, it wasn't Tenkoji. It was it was Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata who were involved in a six-man tag team match. Didn't really do a great deal there. Main event, pretty fun match. Daisuke Sekimoto and Kento Miyahara defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi and Yoshitatsu. We had some fun with the air guitar where 
Tanahashi's playing the air guitar and then throws it to Kento, who then throws it to Sekimoto. Sekimoto doesn't know what to do with it, so he throws it to Yoshitatsu, and Yoshitatsu breaks it, throws it away. It was fine. It wasn't the big uh, spectacular match. I don't think any of us were expecting that. It's about what you would hope for from these special matches where you have these interpromotional deals. Did seem maybe that they were setting up uh, Kojima versus Jun Akiyama. I don't know if you got that feeling as well. In the previous match, we had Tanahashi flexing in Sekimoto's face. Just, just a lot of fun, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was a dream match, which was more of a... I can't believe these guys are in the same ring than anything that was like, uh, you know, fantastic match quality wise. It was more of the spectacle and, and I can't believe these guys are in the same ring kind of thing than more than anything else. All right. Well, that's about it. <laughs> I know. I know we rushed through the end because I got to I got to I got to actually work. <laughs> I'm literally late for a phone call. So Joel's going to wrap up the show. Yeah, we, I know we've got lots of your questions, but this weekend, I don't think there'll be too much going on. So hopefully we can get through some of those. So do not fear if you gave us a question, it's still in the hopper. Uh, we've got a few news items, but they can wait. So let's um, take this baby home. So you can join our Discord server. Again, if you are someone who, like I was a couple of years ago, big fan in New Japan, but no one to chat to about it, it's a really good place to start. Lots of very nice, welcoming people. No gatekeepers, so if you want to make some new friends, talk about pro wrestling, then that is the place. You can find the link to that in your show notes. You can buy one of our t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. The Voices of Wrestling book has been out for quite a while, but I'm still going to plug that. Voicesofwrestling.com forward slash NJPW18. Big thanks to Editor Dan, as always. Please visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films. Please subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>